welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 19, the eve of our Halloween spooktacular candy special. This episode is going to be full of all kinds of creaky, creaky, creepy goodness. As I have diabetes! Deep. Blah! Blah! <laughs> we recorded the episodes out of order, so we did episode 20 last night, and I got violently ill from eating too much candy and then chasing it with Rice Krispie Treats made out of Count Chocula. And oh two fried peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Good time. <laughs> oh, God. I I did not uh, have any more sugar throughout the night, but I was definitely feeling the effects of said sugar throughout the night. You ever eat so much junk food you can taste your teeth? Yes. That happened to me. Oh, I, God, um, no. Despite feeling kind of kind of sickish, I still woke up and had a donut this morning. The- yeah, I didn't learn my lesson, and I had peanut butter, marshmallow, Count Chocula, crispy bar, whatever. I've had like four, which is probably the equivalent of like three boxes of cereal. Mm. Good God, they taste amazing. They it's, sound good, but not right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to like. Yeah, <laughs> as I said in. uh I need to lose some weight. And getting stuck in some playground equipment was the wake-up I needed. But <laughs> uh, I can't make any promises until probably after Christmas. Because as soon as I get out of the Halloween season, then it's going to be Christmas cookie season. And I don't do well. So, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> this This is the hardest time of year to try to lose any weight. Yeah. I mean... I got a doctor's appointment next week, and if they tell me that like my cholesterol's, you know, four digits, I might, you know, worry about it. But we'll see. <laughs> so, guys, show and tell time. Getting cool this week? Because God, I did. You know, I didn't. I didn't get a ton. I got a. I got a few fun things, but nothing. Uh, didn't. Didn't go overboard. I had, I, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I'll start. I'll start with the most ridiculous of all of them. It's this uh, Warriors of Gujitsu. I don't even know the name wrong. of the toy. Yeah, it does. But it's uh, it's essentially like a Cthulhu-headed space squid that uh, works like the old Stretch Armstrong Vac Man. <sighs> And I, I adore him. He's so weird and pointless and my cats desperately want to play with him and rip him apart. Does it come with a little bike pump? Uh, it doesn't. It works like the, uh, the smaller old ones that you just like pump the head. You pump the head. (laughs) All right. Let's Uh, just go on a limb here and assume everybody knows what Vacman looks like. Vacman is... The arch nemesis to Stretch Armstrong. He has a red balloon body full of styrofoam beads and a rock hard plastic head that you would attach a yep. bike pump to, suck the air out of his body, and then you would have this stretchy balloon body full of beads. 
which you could then manipulate into crazy shapes. On and the it box, was fun. Says you. <laughs> so on the box, a teeny tiny little print. There's a little warning that says, do not step on Vacman's feet and pull his arms up to stretch him even farther because it could snap it to your face like a rubber band. And I know this kid named Schmike that <laughs> did this. Uh, and Vacman's hard plastic head smashed into his mouth and then put his head through a window Ooh. and knocked his front tooth clean out. So this Schmike kid has a cap now. There's like a little stump of his tooth that was left, and that on top of it's like a fake crown or whatever. And to this day, every time he gets a chance, he says, "Fuck you, back man. You're full <laughs> of shit." Assuming that I would read the box, bullshit. Well, I'm I'm playing with weird Cthulhu Vacman right now, and uh, and he's fun and weird and pointless. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 enjoyable because I he's love, just so freaking weird. I love poking the hole in the uh, Gujitsu box and like squeezing their bodies. They, they <laughs> seem like a lot of fun. Like just getting my finger in there and like dilboing the belly, like hee hee. <laughs> yeah, on, honestly, like it's I'm I've played with it and I've picked it up and played with it a lot more than I expected to. All things considered, I, I kind of expected it to just be a novelty like, hey, I had that as a kid. That's fun. Now I'll stick in a drawer and forget about it. Yeah. But uh, but no, I've been I've been consistently like picking him up and vacuuming him and putting him in weird positions for us to find. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but other than that, the uh, I I'll keep my reviews of the other two pieces short because I think we'll all be talking about them, or at least I I know for sure Mike will. But uh, I also picked up the Toonie Terrors, uh, Elvira. The day what two days before Neca even revealed the packaging. <laughs> uh, yep. And uh, the Toonie Terrors, uh, Herbert West, and I love them. Oh, they're so good! Like they're they're just they're they're the perfect Toonie versions of those characters. I too got Elvira. I haven't opened her yet, but um, great figure. She man, she's she really is. I I love West. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he looks great. I think he, I think he is that perfect balance of Toonie while still looking unmistakably like Jeffrey Combs. Oh, absolutely! Uh, I love how perfectly he holds the syringe. I love the uh, the dean. Uh, is that wait? Is that the dean or Doctor Hill? I don't have uh, it in front of me. Doctor Hill. Yeah. Okay, I love the doctor. Doctor Hill had. That's right. That's right. Stupid me. Uh, forty lashes with a dead body for me. Uh, but yeah, no, he's he's freaking perfect. Uh. But Elvira is somehow more perfect because I just even just glancing at it, it's that instant of like, yeah, that's Elvira. Oh, yeah. Everything from the pose to the sculpt is perfect. Uh, and something about the eyes, too. Like, they're big and cartoony, but so are Elvira's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it and- just, it's I think it, it personally speaking... I think she might be the damn best in the line. 
I still think Jason is my favorite just because somehow they made a Jason that looks like none of the Jasons, but all of the Jasons at the same time. And that really speaks to me. But yes, Elvira is, is she's she's high up on that list. I can't pick a favorite. Um, I will say that this is probably the best Herbert West figure that's ever been made. And there's not a yeah. lot. But yeah. Definitely better than the retro Herbert West because he didn't come with a second head. So he has the permanent cat scratch head, which bugs the hell out of me. Um, yes. This is a more appropriate. The only thing they always forget is to give him a table to put Dr. Hill on a table in the tray. But beggars yeah. can't be choosers. Well, he and he does. Yeah, yeah, he holds it very well. Like um, it al- almost clips in, but it doesn't actually clip in. Yeah. And you can definitely see them repainting that Elvira in red. As they oh, like yeah. to do. Um, mm. And they. I kind of like now that they get Elvira's cleavage in there where it's not ridiculous. Yeah. Where like other versions of Elvira's boobs would be like over the top. And that would be the focus when really it should be on Elvira's face mm-hmm. and her over exaggerated cartoon features. So. Great all around. Bravo, NECA. Bravo. Yes. When you get it right, you get it right. When you get it wrong, like your reveals, <laughs> you get it really wrong. Oh, and we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about one of those reveals in the news. I have oh, three yeah. lines of notes just about how horrible the reveals have been. Uh, <laughs> is that all you got, Josh? Or you got more? That That's all I got. Light week for me. Mike? Uh, well, like Josh, I also got Elvira and West. And, uh, I mean, he pretty much... Said it best. They're just both awesome. And uh, I mean, that's one thing I will say for NECA is the Toonie Terrors line has been consistently awesome, in my opinion. Uh, the pricing has been a little wonky, but, you know, it's been consistently awesome. Uh, even the bloody repaints, like I didn't I didn't pick them up, but I remember seeing them in stores and the ones that they chose to do made sense. You know, it was like to have leather face spattered with blood. OK, makes sense. The Michael Myers, they had him with the blood coming out the eyes. So it was like, oh, it's kind of like part two. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then, you know, Ash covered in blood because, again, <laughs> any Evil Dead movie, Ash is covered in blood. Um, so, yeah, I, I will consistently say that NECA is, is killing it with the Toonie Terrors line. And these two are no exception. They're they're fantastic. Um, the only other two things I got were both Fortnite related. Uh, one I have been you know commenting on all week to you guys is the Chaos Agent. Yep. And I absolutely freaking love him. It, it's just, I mean, it's so good. Hasbro really knocked it out of the park with this one. It's the articulation is perfect. The sculpt is amazing. Um, he can hold just about any pose you want to put him in. He can hold all of his weapons. No problem. It's just a really fun, creepy, cartoony figure. And uh, the other one that I got just came in today. I got Ripley, um, which I'm sad to say is not as good as Chaos Agent. Really? Um, What's wrong? Yeah, his okay. His sculpt uh, kind of hinders his his articulation quite a bit. Like he has the joints in his wrists, but he can't really move them because of how bulky his arms are. Okay. So it's so it's like okay, so you can't position his wrists to hold his gun differently. And speaking of his gun, his gun is very gummy, and it doesn't hold in his hands very well because now it's, it's the clear plastic, right? Yep. 
his hammer is fine. And that actually looks really cool. Um, I will say it's it's awesome that you can take the uh, water dome off of his head and kind of reposition the little blob amoeba guy. Um, but it's basically it's that's just his head. So it's on like a, you know, a ball joint. Um, the, overall, the sculpt is fantastic. He looks really cool. He's a big, fun, bulky figure. But little things like, you know, hindered articulation and his shotgun kind of being crap. Um, definitely lose some points, but as far as just a fun figure, he's a really fun figure. <laughs> like I'm, I've been sitting here the whole time we've been talking, kind of playing with the two of them. And yeah, I'm, if this is what Hasbro is doing with the Fortnite line, they might actually get me to collect a six inch line because I'm digging both of them quite a lot. And 24.99, uh, 22. Damn. And he comes with two guns or a uh, gun and a hammer. A gun, a hammer, and a backpack. And, like, all of them have translucent plastic. Uh, there's, I mean, there's minimal paint apps. It's mostly just sculpted in either black or blue. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a nice figure. They're, they're both really nice figures. The, What's that? The other two in the assortment are Midas, like and, some gold guy, and then a robo cat lady. Yeah. Now... <laughs> Good question. Josh, are you pumping up Cthulhu, man? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of sounds like (laughs) you're flogging the bishop. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, I really like Ripley, okay? Oh, my God. I was just, I heard a weird sound, and I'm like, okay, that's got to be the vac vac man or whatever it is. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> um now i will say with, with the rest of the current lineup uh midas is, is interesting but i watched a review on him and he has one really annoying feature that, that? i i feel like a lot of toy lines get wrong he has hoses on his arms yeah. And so the articulation, if you bend his arms all the way forward, it pops the hoses out. Oh. So he can only hold certain positions where the hoses stay intact. And that irritates the crap out of me. Um, I forget which NECA predator it was. One of the predators I have, there was a hose connected from the gun to the chest plate. And if you moved the gun in the wrong way, it popped the hose out. And, like, unfortunately, with NECA, it was glued in place, so it just tore. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh, it was, yeah. I hate that stuff. Um, it's one of the reasons I never liked to connect the little hoses on my G.I. Joes back in the day. But uh, I will be hunting down that shark. Um, if it looks as cool in person as it does in uh, in video, I will probably buy it. And I'm very curious about the arcade cabinets uh, because they're they're doing that cool thing that Fortnite lines seem to do where it's like, here's a, a loot package where you get uh, extra guns and backpacks and harvesting tools and whatnot. But this version, they're six inch arcade cabinets and they have a couple of guns and some power ups and whatnot. If they're not too expensive, like I haven't seen a price point on them. So if these things are like 20 bucks, I'm not doing it. But if it's like eight, you know, nine bucks for a, six inch arcade cabinet shell with a couple of guns and accessories in it. 
yeah, I'm gonna definitely get a few. Yeah, it's yeah. just for a display piece. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, I want them. And the cat lady displays. looks pretty cool. I, I I'm gonna get every figure in this assortment. See, I'm so so with the cat lady. See, I figure she's a. Uh, I mean, I know I'm probably jumping ahead into the news again, but she sure looks a hell of a lot better than the new Catwoman we're getting. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. This is true. I do well, like the deluxe figure that's coming out. I I, I don't know her name. Uh, she's like the Native American mechanic lady. Yeah. Who oh, ha- yeah. Has the robotic owl. Like, that's cool looking. They're also doing a deluxe meowsels with a workout bench. I saw Ooh. that. Now, see, here's the thing with meowsels. Um... He's cool looking. It's a cool character. I feel really weird about him, though. It reminds me a little too much of a furry. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a whole thing there where I'm like, eh, this feels a little too rule, you know, 34-ish. Like, I, I'm a little uncomfortable about it. Um, I'd like to add in here as an official stance for the show. Um, I might lose a viewer or two. Um, I try to be inclusive to all sorts of fandoms, even ones that I despise, like Hot Wheels collectors. They get under my skin. But mm. furries, if you're a furry, no, just no. <laughs> um, Listen, I, if you want to dress up as a giant squirrel and have relations with a giant pigeon, that is none of my business. I've seen stranger things i've i've done stranger things see now here's the thing i know we're already getting off topic a little bit but um very few commissions have i turned down over the years um one that i have consistently turned down is when people ask me to draw their furry persona um in various compromised positions um i won't do it I have turned it down multiple times. I have taken flack for this, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, I'm not into it. <laughs> that is understandable. That. And uh, yeah, so the only other ones I, I have, I have turned down have been um, very disturbing religious stuff. Like people wanting to um, trying to clean this up for the show. Yeah. Uh, putting religious icons in compromised positions and i'm like no no i'm not doing it that's that's not something i'm comfortable with yeah no just (laughs) so just no furries are weird folks yeah if you take your love of my little pony too far which is very easy if you're a creepy furry person just find another show to listen to i don't i don't get you and, uh, uh, do, you, do you guys go, remember when the uh, the Brony convention rained fire? Did you see? Did you <laughs> either of you see? Remember seeing the news about that? No, no. I think I think it was the uh, the first time ever there was a strictly Brony convention. Uh, oh, there God. was a malfunction with the sprinkler system, <laughs> and the show floor in the middle of the show started to uh, rain some sort of flammable substance, which caught fire. So it was literally raining fire on the first ever Brony convention. So, you know, (laughs) if that's not a sign. I was going to say, God was like, no, none of this. 
I, I don't know. I don't know if you can get any clearer of a sign. <laughs> I'm atheist, but that might change my mind. <laughs> like, right? Like, that's that's just a point blank. Like, someone is saying no to this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's um, the universe, and it's probably right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, real, real quick, taking us back to toys for a second. Um, <laughs> I just put uh, the shotgun from Ripley in the Chaos Agent's hands, and he holds it perfectly. Like you can get him in every type of shooting position you want with the shotgun. So, again, points for the Chaos Agent. I would just picture Ripley as something like he touches you and then melts your skin, right? Like and absorbs you inside of his body, and you just kind of float there like the blob. Big bruiser monster. Yeah. And the whole time he's doing it, he's got that weird little creepy smile. Yeah. Oh, he's God. Like, ah! It makes it Hug me. <laughs> you are my friend now. <laughs> <laughs> Live inside me. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. I got way too much stuff. Way, 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 way too much stuff. So... Right after we were done recording our show last week, the next day, I went to my supplier, the guy that I've been talking about who, like, has his stuff. He doesn't know what it's worth. And I buy it from him from cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me he bought at a silent auction a toy collector died of COVID and he bought his stuff thinking he could flip it. But he has no idea what he has. He doesn't understand. Like, he's a guy who buys coins. And. His wife is mad at him and she wants him to get rid of the stuff and make some sort of profit. And he just doesn't know what he has. So I talked him down to next to nothing on some aliens toys. And then he was just sending me pictures like, I have this, I have this. What do you want? So I ended up buying Congo figures as well. Oh, wow. Um, because I think the monkeys look really cool. So it I have. It says, We are watching you. Yeah. Uh, I got three of the humans, which I've always imagined that they were unused sculpts from potential predator humans, although I don't think it's true. And I got Amy. Amy, good monkey. Good, good <laughs> monkey. One of the apes, because I always had the apes because they were like three for five at KB forever. So I always just mm. had one. Um, Yeah, so five total, which... He sold them to me for like practically for free. And then a mountain of mint on card aliens and Marines, which my plan is to hang them up in my basement, which I have no space as it is. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it was like an impulse thing. Um, I got Waspinator. Nice. Oh, nice. I haven't even seen him. He's like short packed. So I found a, I found a fresh case on the floor. He's not the heavy pack. It's like some reissues. Um, and then Waspinator and Shadow Panther. Yeah, Waspinator and Shadow Panther are not heavily packed. Um, I had reservations about him first, but I bought him, opened him up. He's great. His Wasp mode is a little weird because they have nowhere to put the legs, and the transformation isn't very intuitive. There's lots of like pull, bend, twist, twist again, bend, turn this way. There's like extra steps that don't need to be there to get pigs to line up just right. Um, but he that looks sounds a lot cool. like the uh, the generations one or whatever line it was in the thrilling 30 yeah yeah 
And I'm probably forgetting some toys in here too, but I have so much that's fine. Um, for my anniversary, my wife got me uh, Spirit Halloween has statues for killer clowns from outer space. Mm. That the general worry among horror collectors has been this killer clown stuff is going to be hard to find, which it has been. So my wife was like, I'll just go on Spirit and order the statue for Slim. And they mailed it to her with no kind of bubble wrap or packing or anything. It was just in a box. Oh. And it was completely broken. So she took it out of the box to give it to me as a gift, and she didn't check it. And, like, the arm fell off. It was broken at the ankles. The gun was broken. His little head boppers were broken. Um, so we look up the return policy at Spirit, and it says you've got to mail it back before the 22nd. And all this, like, bullshit, essentially. So I took it back to the store. I went to a spirit store, and they luckily had uh, Shorty and Slim. And the manager was like, yeah, we have beginning returns nonstop for all kinds of stuff because they don't pack anything properly. They just throw it in a box and it arrives broken. So just go do a swap out. I don't care. Uh, so I picked up Shorty, and I got a new Slim, and they look awesome. Uh, I, got, I had been waiting and waiting and waiting for my Mezcal Conan to show up. And it keeps getting delayed like another day and another day. So this is like the third time it's been delayed. It's FedEx has it. I'm dying to have it. And the last thing I got is um, actually no, it's two things. I did a lot of uh, the Target sale that I said last week in the show. All my stuff has been showing up. So I got a bunch of Marvel Legends Age of Apocalypse figures. Mm. I got Transmutate. Showed up the other day from nice. uh, Transformers. He looks awesome. I haven't turned him into the dinosaur yet, but I played with his weird uh, homunculus. Mm-hmm. And you already know what you're getting with the dinosaur anyway. Pretty yeah. much. And I'm just, I'm going to take it apart and make a crazy monster. Um, what else did I get? So much stuff. I ordered a Boglin that GameStop sells Boglins. So that'll be coming soon. I got the uh, clown face paint one. That I has almost got that. The Captain Spaulding face paint. So yeah. That's coming. And lastly, I got the life-size animatronic shorty from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This is something that I saw. Like, I have no attachment to, like, Halloween animatronics. I'm not one of those people that puts them out on his lawn. Although I have uh, good friends that are obsessed with that. And they have, like, a crazy lawn that they do that. It's just been something, it's like a luxury item that I never thought that I would have or own. But I saw Shorty and I was like, I have to have this. I don't know why. It was just, it touched my inner child of like loving killer clowns from outer space. And it's the coolest damn thing I, I've i gotten in a long time. Um, that thing is it, amazing. It boxes. So it, it moves its arms up and down. And it says, put up your dukes, put up your dukes. Um, it's essentially, it's got like, it's a big latex mask. You build it. It's got a, a wire armature. You plug it in, it's super loud, and it sings and dances. And it's <laughs> terrifying. So if like anybody's afraid of clowns, don't come to my house. <laughs> um and I just realized that like my daughter's gonna have friends over at some point and you know, they'll be in the basement because you're gonna have to show off your dad's stuff. And it's gonna scare the crap out of them and it's gonna be hilarious. Um, oh yeah. But it's staying down there. I love the thing, it's so cool. Um, I hope they don't make more clowns because I feel like I'd have to get them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, glad they made, I, I'm glad they made the shortest first instead of making like Jumbo or Clownzilla because Ooh. it would just be, it would be ridiculous. Like my basement would be some sort of like horrible circus nightmare. 
But, I mean, uh, it's it's going to be anyway. So it's just just accept it. It's kind of there already. But whatever. Um, I just need like uh, well, we have a cotton candy machine. We haven't used it yet. I don't know, like an animal in a cage or some sort of jars with like sideshow stuff inside of it, like two-headed fetuses and things like that. Now there's a collectible. Yeah, you know, I'm not weird enough as it is. I need to start collecting those as well. <laughs> Medical waste. <laughs> yeah, like put in a jar. I had my high school biology teacher was a former marine biologist, and for whatever reason, he retired and became a high school biologist. Mm. And he had this back wall of just things in jars of formaldehyde. And the whole room stunk like formaldehyde, but I could never pay attention to class because I was always looking at, like, he had a brain, he had eyeballs, there's all these, like, different sea creatures. Um, oh, that's awesome. He had, like, real human skeletons, which I knew they were real because they were missing teeth, which mm-hmm. I knew that from Return of Living Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I know we haven't put out the episode yet, but we discussed this on the House on Haunted Hill episode. <laughs> um all kinds of stuff so like he was trying to genuinely teach us about you know like cell membranes and all this like biology stuff and i was just like whoa there's a piglet in a jar whoa (laughs) yep because i was a demented little weirdo so yep all right guys (laughs) we got a commercial of sorts i got some sponsors back but They're from the Cable Access Network that airs our live stream of the show. So a lot of people Woo-hoo! don't know that we film the episodes. You think it's a podcast, but we're actually also a Cable Access TV show. And there's all kinds of games and there's clowns and it's nuts. You're, you don't know what you're missing, but you have to have Cable Access television. So, And if you listen carefully, sometimes like you'll you'll catch references to like what we're wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we're down at Studio 6 off of Route 17 in the plaza with the old uh, abandoned Pizza Hut and the abandoned Kmart. There's also a studio and there's like Judy's Bible Hour. There's all kinds. Of, it's basically anybody who wants a show. It's very easy. And the station was like, look, you're on here for free because we have to legally let you film this stuff here. Can you plug some of our other stuff? So they have uh, late night movies that they play and they have their Halloween specials that are coming up and they actually make revenue off of the ad dollars of people watch these things. Um, it's Count Von Creepenstein's spooky movie hour, whatever uh, local. He sounds a lot like Count Creepyhead, but he's not Count Creepyhead. He's just like the weatherman. He puts on some Dracula makeup. He presents a spooky movie. Uh, we all grew up watching him. Nice guy, a little weird. Very old now, but, you know, don't, yeah. you know. Yeah, very, very old. Uh, he's been known to kind of sleep through these shows, but whatever. It, I'm on a tangent, as I always do. So he wanted us to leave, read the, the live reads, the trailers for these movies that are coming out for uh, Halloween week and uh, to get you guys excited. So all you need is a tube television and rabbit ears, and you can pick up Western New York's premiere cable access tv show uh ub16 so it's channel 16.5 on the dial between channel 16 and 17 you kind of have to stop in the middle like you're going to watch a pay-per-view that's scrambled when you're a kid 
you'll pick mm-hmm. up the station. It's pretty cool. So, Spe- and special st- shout out to station manager Ed Spicaldi, uh, Big Ed Spicaldi. Yep. Good man. And um, everybody's station's favorite uh, station janitor, who's been there forever, Stanley Spadowski. Um, we love you, buddy. Great job keeping those floors clean. <clears throat> Are you guys ready? Absolutely. I'm ready. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on my best movie voice guy. Coming this Friday. Susan thought she was going in for a routine Botox treatment. She was wrong. Dead wrong. After an accidental fatal dose of praying mantis spermatozoa, Susan has an unquenchable hunger for human flesh. This summer, no bitch is safe as Susie slays shitheads by the seashore. Botox massacre. Rated R for violence and excessive gore. I would watch the <laughs> shit out of that. Okay. <laughs> I had to mute because I started coughing like crazy. Yeah, I, I, I muted because oh. I was afraid you might catch like a little wheeze in there. Spermatozoa? <laughs> oh, God. Good stuff. Okay. Are you guys ready for the news? It's a very busy news week this week. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yes. Breaking news brought to you by your favorite sexiest newsman. That's me, Dr. Honkasaurus, Mike. And I'm going to read you the news this week. I'm going to start off hot with all of NECA's amazing reveals for their 31 days of Halloween spooky reveals, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to call it NECA Craptober. Yeah. Because they haven't tried at all. They have just showed you packages of stuff you've you've seen already, like Elvira, which is already in stores. Uh, so the most recent news, they showed off the packaging for the NECA Demolition Gremlins, which are the gremlins you have already with some extra accessories. Yippee. Um, various in-package figure shots, Elvira, Herbert West, nothing to write home about. And Bronx has been revealed from the Gargoyles line. And to kind of put salt in the wound, to kind of jam their finger in your eye, he comes with the cloaked wings that Goliath should have came with in the first place. Now, if you want them for your Goliath figure, you've got to buy Bronx. Mm-hmm. And and NECA, like, apparently answered the fan ire to that. And they were like, well, this was part of the plan all along was to include, you know, uh larger accessories for other figures with some of the smaller figures. So you can expect the same with, with future smaller characters. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. So basically they just want you to collect the whole line. I mean, understandably, but still. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're doing it in their kind of sketchy NECA kind of way. Um, Hitting stores now are the Batman 1966 figures. People are finally getting them in hand and comparing them to the Mattel figures, and it turns out they actually look better in a lot of ways. Likenesses aren't the best, but the Mattel figures were so bad that these are actually pretty good. And available on Target.com as of writing, you can get the Batmobile and the Batcave playsets. There are some of the Mattel figures, namely the villains, that look pretty good, like the Riddler and the Penguin. But Batman 
the Joker, um, Robin, none of like the old Mattel ones don't hold up that well. Uh, also from McFarland, the 12 inch black and red new Batman, the Battingson, as they're calling him, from Robert Pattinson. So this is their their gold <sighs> line. So he's red with lots of black wash. It's a statue. Um, also coming from McFarlane is a full line of figures from the movie that look, they do the best they can considering the very weird source material. Um, something I noticed, like we all think Riddler looks bizarre. Yeah. Um, something I picked up on because Mattel, not Mattel, McFarlane owns, they do DC direct stuff now. So statues come from them. There is a statue of the Riddler with more detail that the figure doesn't have. And you can see that his head is wrapped in cellophane wrap. Yeah, I noticed that. And then a mask is put over it. So he's full-blown crazy. I can only assume this is to make sure there's no evidence or something. Um, but he is bonkers looking. Uh, they also showed off Batman, Catwoman, who's just a ninja. Like, there's nothing special about her at all. And apparently, if you look, if you look hard enough at some of the solicits, Penguin's there, too. Uh, Wait, peng- penguins didn't like the toys? Yeah. Oh, okay, because I was going to oh. say, I've, I've had a few people point blank sort of be like, what do you mean penguins in the trailer? And I'm like, he he speaks in the trailer. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> exactly. Uh, some shots of the packaging, he is another figure, and it's like blurry, but people found him. Uh, Jazzwares is also doing movie figures, but they asked people not to release pictures of him, like four-inch lines for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also, pretty sure th- just... Just for the record here, like just just so I can voice it out loud. Since when has Riddler been a serial killer? Yeah, I don't know. Is he, like, is he killing that was people? Never though? Riddler's thing. Oh yeah, no, he's a serial killer in this. I'll take it. I don't care. I mean, we've all said like we'll watch anything Batman. You know. Yeah, but you know, at when. When they screw up a core character that badly from the get-go, like that—that's part of what differentiated the Riddler from the Joker. Yeah, yeah. is the Riddler wasn't the crazy serial killer. The Joker is. I mean, they have although, serial killer characters like Victor Zaz. Although I Man. have heard theories that we're not actually getting the Riddler, and that this is the Joker in disguise. And that's why they're going to such great lengths to hide his face. It's Paul Dano. But he hasn't confirmed necessarily one way or the other. He's like, no, I'm the Riddler. So it could all be misdirection. It's fine. Like I said, it comes out in March, by the way. We were kind of curious when it's coming out. Um, I'll check it out. You know, I'm going to see it. I like more Batman than I hate Batman Mm -hmm. usually. So, I mean, the only movie I'm not fond of is batman forever the last riddler batman um so um batman and robin for me i love batman and robin it's it's so stupid it's it's just a fun ride anyways i um, mean you've got you've got mr freeze singing the uh the uh, heat miser cold miser or heat miser song with his henchmen how can you not love it (laughs) it's ridiculous uh I, I appreciate it for the design of the movie because joel schumacher just did a ton of drugs and went crazy hey batman freeze 
<laughs> Chill out. Uh, there is a new slash old turtle blimp coming out with a major change in that it doesn't drops bop, blah, blah, blah. it doesn't drop bombs anymore. It has repel lines for your turtles to kind of zip down on. Um, yeah. I actually think this is kind of cool because if you're buying it to display it and like hang it from something, you can have your turtles hanging on these repel lines as well. It looks kind of neat. Yeah, um, I dig it. I never liked the bomb feature as a kid. They never stayed on well. I don't know. And the stickers oh, so you, came off. I, I loved the bombs as a kid. Um, but I would honestly do the thing where it's like, okay, you drop the bombs and then have the turtle grab onto the little stick that the bomb would hold on to. Yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah. So, I mean, the repel lines are so much better, but the bombs were fun, at least in my opinion. I played with the glider a lot because it was so hard to blow up the blimp. Yeah. yeah. That is played with the straight glider. Um, NECA, another one of their big reveals is classic ash from the first evil dead movie yay it's ash in a blue shirt with an axe and a chainsaw and it doesn't really look like bruce campbell i no. mean it's it's not as bad as mccrady uh, see i i will have to i'll have to disagree with you there personally speaking i think it makes mccrady uh look like a fucking masterpiece because it's so bad yeah it's it's not good and i'll take josh's opinion because he's a sculptor um, and I really get mad that they went with Ash again when the first movie is full of so many other iconic characters that they could have done. Yeah. Um, that I would have been more excited about, but we should have got okay. some damn deadites. Yeah. We yep. Um, basement playset or something. Yeah. Um, McFarlane has showed off not one, but two versions of Swamp Thing. And this is the new 52 Swamp Thing, which Swamp Thing might be my favorite comic book character, and uh, I am very particular about my look of Swamp Thing. I do not like this look. Uh, I kind of did. Did either of you happen to watch the uh, the McFarlane uh, GameStop Day video that he did, where no. he was revealing all of the exclusives? Why don't you sum it up? Oh, the absolute best was him talking about the uh, the Swamp Thing because he he's just like, and then we got the. Uh, no 52 swamp thing it's uh if you if you know swamp thing he's a big monster that's made a a slime and muck and and all sorts of stuff and he's he's going to be bigger and the the gamestop version uh it's got a different head i think (laughs) and that was the point where i just sort of threw my arms up and i was like you think you don't even know what your exclusive version that you're pitching is you're you're promoting is is featuring The new 52 Swamp thing went from the passive guardian of the swamp that they kind of established in Alan Moore to uh, proactive violent Swamp thing. So he gets like antlers and like wooden weapons that come out of his arms like he needs that crap. So and some McFarlane stuff, they sculpt the character and then add the articulation after the fact. And it looks bizarre. This is one of those characters. I'm not excited by it about at all. Something I'm excited about that I'm kind of mad I would have gotten this one instead of the regular one is Bloody Violator, which will be a GameStop exclusive, I think. Um, yep. But per McFarland, they love their repaints, and it looks really cool. Um, I'm hoping that it sits around for a while and I can get it on clearance. I'll pick it up then. 
Uh, Hasbro showed off the retro wave of Mandalorian figures. They all look really cool. If you like that retro style. Jada Toys has an exclusive version of Frankenstein that doesn't really look like Boris Karloff. That comes with the table and is in black and white. Uh, a little too expensive for a table accessory, essentially, is what you're going to buy it for. Um, cool. I appreciate what Jada Toys is trying, but I have not seen their stuff at retail. How, how much is that running for? 30 I think. 30 Okay. Plus shipping. Um, but you can yeah, also if... get, like, the Diamond Frankenstein had it. So, it's up to you. If I saw them at retail, it'd be a different story. But, yeah, I haven't seen any sign of them. Yeah, because I would absolutely pick up Creature. Oh, with, yep. Now, without batting an eye, eyelash, but uh, haven't seen it yet. But I mean, also COVID delay shipping and it's just happening. To everybody. Um, Diamond has bought the action figure grading company AFA. So if you're somebody that grades your toys, I don't because I just even if I graded them, I wouldn't sell them. So I don't see the point. Mm-hmm. Um, now Diamond Comics owns them, like they own everything else, uh, and. We have Mighty Maniacs Series 2 were released. I was promised that we would get some sort of toys for giveaways. It didn't happen, but they're still cool. I wanted to give them a little shout-out. The two standouts for the stuff that they have, there's like eight figures in this next assortment, was uh, Video Game Colors Jason and Michael Jackson. And it's called The Man in the Mirror and 8-Bit Slapshot. Nice. Uh, they're, they're pretty cool-looking. And I will end things with He-Man News. Uh, Mattel showed off Savage He-Man and Orko, and if you read the back of the box, it gives you a big spoiler as to what happens to Prince Adam He-Man. Yeah, I saw that. That I won't spoil for people, and they leaked a second assortment, not a second assortment, future assortment characters for the animated figures in Manny Faces, Triclops, Mosquitoor, and one other one. Josh, you remember? Uh, Zodak. Zodak, yes. So, those are coming, and the horde. Oh is no, coming. wait, Stratos. I'm sorry, Stratos. Yes, yeah, Stratos. Everybody loves Stratos. Uh, eh, whatever. I hope his redesign's cool. I've always been on the fence about Stratos. Yeah. Um, and is Mosquito working for Skeletor? Is he working for Hordak? Who knows? It's cool either way. As long as he's got that blood feature, I'm buying. Yep. Oh, and also a green repaint of Trapja on a really cool motorcycle he's got the general thing. grievous bike yes he does, he does. i love it, it looks cool uh or if you want to get really deep because we haven't mentioned them yet the gi joe razor wheel thing. oh the oh. the buzz bore the buzz bore i, I love, love that, that vehicle thing. yeah that's um, a vehicle so i i do have two two added pieces of news that aren't toy related but are well one one is more horror related than the other i'll start with the non-horror uh, just because it shocks me and I feel like it's newsworthy. Uh, and it is definitely not something I had on my 2021 bingo card at all. Uh, Hulu has officially ordered a series to production titled Mel Brooks History of the World Part 2 to be written and directed by Mel Brooks. How old is Mel Brooks? I don't know. Let me let me consult the bones. Um, would it be History of the World Part Three? No, well, no, because he did History of the World Part. 
Wasn't it part, part two? one? But then he right. never did a part two because okay. part two was the the tease at the end, which was going to have Jews in space. Got it. Well, I'm as long as it's better than the Spaceball TV series, I'm all for oh, it. God, yeah. Ugh. Uh, he is ninety five years old. Oh. Holy Moses! Whoa. Uh, but hey, he's he's gonna write and direct History of the World Part Two for Hulu. Here for you, Mel Brooks. Uh, you and go the get him. other is something that I've been very skeptical about. I have been vocally skeptical about. Uh, Rob Zombie's The Monsters yeah. has released the first cast image. I'm impressed. Based on the cast image alone, uh, I'm kind of on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big Monsters nut. Um, and I had a lot of questions as to like who's playing who in the movie. Um, I was pretty sure who Herman was. I was hoping to God that Sherry Moon wasn't, wasn't Lily. Wasn't Lily. Um, but she's Lily. Like Rob Zombie can't help himself. He's yeah. got to put her front and center in everything. I see. And, I don't. I don't hate that. I know a lot of people do. It. It. It never bothers me though. What bothers me is she's the same character every single time. And okay, yeah, I can I can see that being an issue. As long so, as as long as she has the the general idea of Lily down, I'll be happy. Yeah, if she, if she's loud, shrill, annoying baby Lily or Rob Zombie has to film her butt all the time Lily for no particular reason <laughs> because it's Rob Zombie, I'm not down. I'm fine with Grandpa. Grandpa's cool. I was hoping it'd be Richard Brake because I kind of want to see if he can be funny. Yeah. Uh, I laugh at him for the wrong reasons. Like, I want to laugh at him for the right reasons. Um, I'm definitely a little weirded out by the uh, the goatee, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I hope it's in black and white like the pictures. Yeah. Oh, that would uh, be amazing. That, that would be so cool. Too. I'm giving it a chance but my opinion hasn't changed where i'm very like but also you got to make the argument that universal has never treated the monsters like a a property that they care about ever so see i'm i'm really hoping this is going to be a true two-form monsters movie yes same um because if it goes any other direction i'm going to be disappointed yeah, um, if, if it's monsters, you know, redneck horror, it's no, that's not yeah, good. Don't do that. Um, and we still uh, have to see Eddie. That being said, you know, I did. I enjoyed the Brian Fuller Mockingbird Lane. I uh, think I saw that. It was it was a failed pilot. It was attempt to do a monsters prequel series of sorts. Yeah. Oh, I remember hearing about that. I never did check it out, though. I it was really, cool, but it's not the monsters that you know. Well, that's that's because they were going to build to the monsters we know. They weren't given a chance to do that. Um, but because the idea was, uh, it had uh, Jerry O'Connell as uh, Herman. Okay. And the it and he started out very very human looking, but part of the plot of the pilot was that his heart was failing because it wasn't a good one. Uh, and Grandpa needed to replace his heart. Okay. 
Um, so the idea was that as the series went on, Grandpa would gradually have to replace more and more of Herman until he came to look like the Herman we knew. Gotcha. And, and Grandpa was Eddie Izzard. And he was amazing. Yeah, he, he was good. And the, uh, the next door neighbor uh, that was very, very suspicious of the monsters and constantly trying to spy on them was uh, Johnny Casser. Nice. Um, so, like, it, it was fun. I understand why it failed, but I'm always disappointed that it did. You know, Brian Fuller's track record with TV shows, uh, unfortunately, kind of precedes him, and this is one of them. Uh, having all this monster talk, I should mention that my gateway into scary movies was Al Lewis had a horror TV host show on TBS when I was a kid. And he was like my source, my go-to for bad horror movies for a few years. It didn't last long, but every time he was on, I loved it. So L. Lewis, Grandpa Munster, I have a, a very big soft spot for him. Um, so something that we wanted to try out as a special Halloween cool thing to do this year, and we'll do a few. We'll spread them out. I mixed up the placement. I wanted to have it before the news, but uh, spooky stories. Campfire Tales, it's it's the Halloween episode, sort of. We've all got kind of creepy, scary, funny tales to share with you guys that we thought, what better place to try it than episode 19, where we rant and rave about Vacman. So, who uh, would like to go first? Josh is busy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he said back, man. I felt it was time to uh, time to chuck the back in. We were both going to try a spooky story and a funny story. In no particular order. Should we do each person does a spooky and a funny? We'll, we'll do that. Or should we do like I do one, Mike does one, and bounce around? What do you guys think? Uh, let's bounce around. Yeah. All right. Um, should I start? Sure. All right. Yes. Scary or funny? Uh, yes. dealer's pick. <laughs> All right. I'll flip a coin because we are so prepared for this show. And I have my skinny jeans on. Of course, I can't get my hand in my pocket. Do I have a coin? This makes for great podcasting. Uh, heads will be funny. Tails will be scary. Heads is funny. Okay. This is a spooky tale. Gather around the campfire, boys and ghouls. <laughs> so a long time ago, in a decade, far, far away, the 80s, it was a Saturday morning in October, and me and my little brother would wake up every morning and run downstairs to watch our favorite cartoons. The Littles, Dungeons and Dragons, Robotech, everything that was on Saturday mornings, the Gummy Bears. We loved all of them. And our favorite thing we do was eat cereal, play with toys. All morning long. And because it's October, in western New York, it's cloudy, it's rainy, you can't go outside and play. So we came downstairs, we got our breakfast out, we had the TV on and we dumped all our toys on the floor and there was a toy that we had never seen before. 
I swore up and down that it was the sandworm from Dune. So at the time, my father, anytime he wanted to see a movie, he couldn't just get a babysitter and go see the movie. He had to take me with him. So he would take me to things that made no sense for a kid to go see, but he wanted to check it out. He took me along with him. We saw David Lynch's Dune. So I knew about it. I knew about the toys. And I thought for some reason I had the sandworm. We got our our toys out, our figures. At the time, they were Star Wars toys, and they were He-Man. That's what we played with. My brother, little brother had He-Man. I had Star Wars. And we got this awesome sandworm toy, and we put our toys on it, and they rode across the floor. So we'd start on one end, we'd have races, and like who could get to the finish line first. Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and... Mechanic would wrestle the sandworm and they had all kinds of fun. It was great. We had like a ramp it would jump off of. Awesome time. Well, because my parents, uh, as I've said and alluded to many times, weren't necessarily the best parents, they would just sleep in on Saturdays and hope me and my brother didn't burn the house down. Um, My mother gets up when she gets up. We had gotten up early because we're kids. We don't sleep that much. She comes downstairs and she sees us playing with the Dune sandworm and has a moment of utter horror on her face. She turns stark white and she goes, oh, my God, what are you doing? Oh, my God, don't touch it. Get your hands off of it right now. Smacks us, tells us to run away. Takes the Dune sandworm and the toys that are playing on it and runs out of the room with it. Oh, God, we never saw the Dune sandworm again. And the toys that were touching it were promptly thrown away. Uh, Oh, God. Uh, So, as it turns out, it wasn't the Dune Sandworm. You guys know where I'm going with this, right? I'm terrified to find out. Oh, God. It was my mom's vibrator. Oh, God. Oh, no. That was shaped like a certain appendage on a man that when you turned it on, it would wiggle like one of those novelty hands where like the middle finger would wiggle. Oh God. So it was like a fish out of water. It'd like flop around and we put it on the kitchen floor and it would zip all over the place. And we thought it was the, the funniest thing in the world, but in our children's minds, we didn't make the connection of what it actually was. We thought it was a toy. Because it was just downstairs. Oh, well, it, was it was. Oh, it was a toy. Yeah, it was a toy. Um, yeah. So uh, I never got that Luke back. I never got that Han back. Uh, I'm pretty sure to get those He-Man guys back again. But uh, yeah, so it was pretty funny. Just racing across the floor. <laughs> da, da, da. Oh, it turns out it wasn't a sandworm after all. Thunderclap. I'm picturing Stratos riding a wang, and it's not okay. Instead of the sandworms in Dune, big wieners coming out of the sand. And no, no, that's Game of Thrones. Cal wiener, 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 wiener. Oh God! I love but, South yeah. Park. Um, oh man, 
that's good. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, wow, that's horrifying. Terror. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and those are the old school ones that ran on, like, the D batteries. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Oh, my God. These were the kind that you couldn't use in the bathtub. <laughs> you needed a generator and some diesel to start it up. Oh, man. All right. I'll flip a coin again. Uh, heads will be Josh. Tails will be Mike. Oh, crap. You ever flip a coin and you just can't catch it? Yep. You have to do it ten times. Head was Mike, tails is Josh. Okay. Mike, you're up. Alrighty. Um, you're funny. Uh, I well, I mean, I, I I guess this is funny, but it scared the hell out of me as a child. Um, I have mentioned on the Boogeyman's Closet multiple times how my family enjoyed terrorizing me as a small child. Yeah. Um, you know, things that th- these are those stories, much like you, Mike, where, you know, you tell a story to someone and you think it's funny, you're laughing and and you look and just see that look of abject horror on their face. Like, oh, my God, you survived hell as a child. Like, <laughs> you know, that's child abuse. You're like, right. oh, it's funny. <laughs> and I mean, I have plenty of these stories, um, some that will be coming up on an upcoming episode. But uh, one that particularly involves Halloween. I remember it was I was in fourth grade because uh, I had dressed as Beetlejuice that year. I, I remember wearing this costume. Now, my grandmother lived in DeVoe, which was the, uh, you know, kind of ritzy area of Niagara Falls and ritzy in quotes. Um, but there was all the good candy was out there. So we went trick or treating out there the one year and my mom had to work late. So my grandmother took us trick or treating. And uh, it was me, my brother, and well, my sister was like with us, but she wasn't trick-or-treating. She was too old at that point. And, um, you know, we got all our candy and all that. We went back to my grandmother's house and my grandmother's house already kind of spooked me. It was just an eerie old house. Um, And there was a a chimney in it or the fireplace in it that reminded me of the chimney fireplace combo in in house with the little weird, creepy monsters. So my brother used to always tell me that that's where they lived and it would freak me out. Um, so I was already a little afraid of this house and we're sitting in the living room watching some, you know, horror movie marathon thing and eating candy. And my grandmother turns and tells me like, Hey, can you go get the soda off the back steps? Now she had this, uh, it was like, there was the back porch and it was like, you turn to the left and you go outside, you turn to the right and you go down in this creepy basement. And it was one of those basements where you couldn't, immediately see the entire basement because the ceiling kind of sloped down and like had shelving on it so you couldn't really see below the shelving to the rest of the basement you had to like get to a certain point on the stairs to see the rest of the basement and uh the soda of course was on those stairs so i'm creeped out i walk down a couple of steps and then go to grab the bottle of soda and i see a cloaked figure begin to walk forward out of the darkness toward me. I just freeze. I could not move. I was terrified. They slowly pulled back the head, the, the clo- uh, the hood on the cloak to reveal this like hairy monster monkey looking face. And it just reached out at me 
I ran up the stairs, falling twice, dropping the soda, ran through the house, screaming bloody murder. My grandmother, my brother and sister were freaking out, like, what the hell's going on? My grandmother starts laughing. At this point, I knew something was wrong. My mom comes running in, wearing the cloak, holding a mask in her hands. She had gotten out of work and went and hid in the basement. My grandmother and her had set this whole thing up. And they were like, at this time, tell Mike to go get the soda. I'm laying on the living room floor, damn near having a heart attack with everybody laughing at me. And yeah, happy Halloween. I almost <laughs> died. Like, I, so, oh, I gotta ask, remember that like, feeling. have you, ever, do you, do you find it fun to scare Caleb? <clears throat> um, sometimes it depends. I love, like my daughter always wants to play hide and seek. Mm-hmm. I love hiding in a dark corner. And they're like, boom, boom, Yeah. And like, I love that. Cracks well, me up. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I will jump out and scare the hell out of him. But like, I can tell when he's actually scared and when he's not scared. Um, Like he'll, the jump scare is one thing because he'll laugh. But like the terrorizing him thing, no. And that's because that's what my family did to me. <laughs> and I kind of remember that feeling. Um, But speaking of jumping out and scaring your children. I got him so bad the one day because he thought he was going to get me. Yeah. Um, I heard him coming like he was supposed to come wake me up. And I had already woken up just a few minutes prior to that. And so I got up out of bed. I pulled the cover over my pillow and I stood behind my bedroom door. And he came running in the room and went, ah, Dad, wake up, you know. And I wasn't in the bed. And he was like, Dad, and I just went, what are you doing? And he jumped. <laughs> Damn near flipped around in midair, holding his chest. <laughs> and then I immediately felt bad because he didn't make any noise. I was like, oh, God, I broke him. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, there are times where, uh, you know, scaring the hell out of this hilarious. Um, I do. And I'll, I'll have to tell this another time, but I do have a. a story where I scared the hell out of my wife because I used to scare her really bad when we first moved in together. We had like an ongoing prank war for a while. Um, th there there was a, a tale that took me about a half an hour to go through with a scare. Like I, 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 I put work into this. <laughs> so I'll tell that tale another time. Oh dear. So what we want to tell you guys is that scaring your children it's hilarious. Oh, God, yeah. Keep doing it. <laughs> Josh, you got a funny story? Oh, man. So I I forget the, the places that I've I've actually told this. Uh, have have I told the story of my dad terrifying me? Yes. On, on, <laughs> on here? Yes. Okay. Because that, uh, man, that's that's the the top one. So I'll go with um, I'll go with one that is spooky and unexplainable okay uh so it was not too long after um after my grandmother had passed away and my parents in an odd move because you know they they knew it was an an unusual situation uh let me have a friend like come stay the night at our house even though my parents weren't going to be home all night 
so my my friend Jordan and I were hanging out, and to give you an idea of the time frame of all of this, uh, Clerks had just come out on video cassette. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we very excitedly had a secret copy of Clerks we were going to watch. Because it was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch Clerks. Oh, man, yeah, we're, we're going to watch Clerks with no parents. <laughs> so we're, like, we're hanging out, and we go up into the kitchen, and from, from my, my mother's kitchen, there's, like, a straight shot down the hall where you can see the front door. Okay. Uh, and laying on the kitchen table, like, directly in front of me is my grandmother's cane. Which up until, for a little context for the listeners, the house I grew up in was built by my grandparents. It's only ever been owned by my family. So when my parents uh, got the house from my grandparents, a lot of things stayed in the house. One of which was an old carved walking cane that just sort of lived in a big old ceramic pot next to the front door until my grandmother needed it. And then she decided that she was going to take the cane and she used it for the rest of her life. So night in question, my friend Jordan and I are, we're getting all of our snacks together. We're making pizza We're we call one of our friends to tease them and be like, guess what we're going to watch <laughs> thinking we're so cool. And I'm on, I'm, I'm like, had handed the phone to Jordan and I look up and I see my grandmother walk in the front door. Clear as day, like not spectral, not ghostly. I watch her walk in the front door and there's a screen door and a big heavy wooden door. And I heard the sound of the screen door snap shut. And Jordan looked up from the phone call. So he had clearly heard something. And he's looking at me and I'm pale as a ghost. And he's just like, what, what, what? And without, you know, I, I just sort of like looked at him and in one quick motion, I'm like, Jordan, hang up the phone. My grandma just got here. And he thinks I'm, wigging out so he gets off the phone we turn and her cane's gone from the table so she Both, came and got her cane we do some further investigating and throughout the course of the night we find out that the cane had been placed into the pot where it had been for many many years before she needed it right next to our front door the big heavy wooden door was locked from the inside. That's terrifying. So, so we sort of unlocked the door, looked around, decided to watch Clerks to get some laughs after that freak out. How could you laugh at Clerks it. after that? And we had somewhat forgotten about it until... The next day, when my parents got, like, when my parents, and we were all, like, we got up for breakfast, and my parents were there, and they were like, what you do? We watched a movie. 
And my mom hits us with the question of, so why did you lock the screen door? Up until that point in my life, I didn't even know that screen door could lock. That That's freaky, dude. Josh, your long pauses are scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> I know, right? So, I... One random one random evening, uh, my grandmother decided that she needed to come to the house and put her cane back where it belonged because it had been sitting on the kitchen table too long. Dude, and my crazy. friend my friend Jordan and I were there to witness it, or at least I witnessed it and scared the crap out of him in my babbling about it. So she came in the house, moved her cane, and then disappeared or left. Well, see, I I personally only saw her walk in the front door because, like, once I saw her come in the door, my attention snapped to Jordan to tell him to get off the phone. So, And then by the time I got him off the phone and explained to him why I wanted him off the phone, <laughs> like, we, like, we looked, obviously looked down the hall and it was just like, well, why is the front door, why is the door shut? The door was just open. And then, you know, after that, we discovered, well, where's the cane? So that well, was, uh, yeah, that was that was our truly, truly creepy ghost experience. Where's the cane now? It is, I mean, it's the container, the big ceramic container that it stays in has moved around the house a few times, but it's still there. It just lives there now. If you take it out of the container, will your grandma come back and put it back? That's a good question. <sighs> I hate for my grandma to come back from the dead because she just yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Josh, yeah, that was... I'm a little spooked. I, I... Yeah. I, oh man, there's there's a lot of creepy creepy things that has to the, that happen in in that house. Like my my grandparents didn't leave that house and after after my dad passed he went back to that house too because let me tell you my my nephew has had some knowledge that he has no earthly way of knowing about my father so there's just this haunted house in niagara falls full of your dead relatives at lewiston actually okay and but yeah there i'll just say is from an outsider perspective i can understand why ghosts would want to go there it's a pretty damn cool house (laughs) I mean, I can I can definitely think of worse houses to haunt. Right. It's a cool house. So, you know. Can you imagine, like, your ghost? It's like, all right, what am I going to do? I, You know, I could watch people shower. Oop. I can go to all the free movies that I want. Nope. I got to get that cane taken care of. Now, I yeah. don't. This is this is a very, very, very brief side story. But just to reinforce the weirdness and creepiness of the house, there was. There was one night where, um, you know, my my sister swore she heard my nephew Asher talking to his baby monitor. She didn't really hear anything on the other side. Uh, but then she came in, you know, she asked who, who he was talking to. And he just paused. Grandpa. She said, oh, yeah, I, I don't remember the age offhand but she he point blank he was like grandpa would have been 68 
Oh. And that's how old he would have been, like, turning at the time that he said that. Were he still alive. That, oh, that's creepy. Like, there's okay. no way he should. He, he shouldn't have that knowledge. How does he have that knowledge? Right. <sighs> okay. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my childhood home. <laughs> Desired effect. Okay, guys, I got to per contract, keep reading these movie trailers and, uh, you know, pay the bills to keep our cable access TV show on the air. So. Hope you guys are right. It's a pretty exciting TV show where it's just us sitting around a table talking about stuff. Do you guys ever watch that? Um, it's like offbeat cinema. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I get it. We used to get it in Rochester, but I mean, like with digital cable now, you don't pick up that stuff anymore. Um, and like the same 10 movies that they would play over and over and over again. <clears throat> okay. So also double feature this Halloween weekend with the Botox Massacre. Dawn thought she met the man of her dreams. Short, pale, and mildly amusing. But Dawn was wrong. Dead wrong. The man of her dreams is the man of her nightmares. Gilbert Godfrey is the pool boy. Holy crap! Look at the size of those knockers! I can't wait to put my head in there and motorboat! First he cleans your pool, then he kills your neighbors. Look at that! I was the parent in Aladdin, and now I'm bathing in your blood. The pool boy, rated R for excessive male nudity and mild violence. And I ride a horse. Yay! I mean, I'm excited for these movies. I don't know about you guys. Oh my god. I'll watch yeah. the crap no. out of Gilbert Gottfried and uh, anything. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever wonder, like, how long and how hard we have to try to really piss off Don? I think we'll it would take a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I waiting mean, for one of these days where she's like, motherfucker, you crossed the line. I I mean, I have, I have some knowledge on how to, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a place you want to go. No, I either either going that far or having Dawn match. Oh, yeah. So, guys, because it's our almost Halloween episode, I think it would be stupid for us not to talk about our favorite Halloween costumes that we had as kids and teenagers and as adults. Josh, I know you've had some crazy ones. I really have. Um, I used to think mine were good, but yours are great. Mm-hmm. Um, so Josh, we will close with you because I know it's not going to be a competition. Oh no. My, my mom did some insane ones for me as a kid too. Um, so I mentioned this in the last episode, I was not allowed to trick or treat past 12. So once I turned 12 years old, no more trick or treating, no more going out trick or treating. Like you can't just go out and walk around because my mom knew I'd be up to no good. Uh, so Halloween, you are the guy giving out the candy. And when that's over, do whatever you want, but you're not going out. Uh, so I really like, I had my costumes as a kid, like the Don Post 
He-Man costume. I, I've mentioned before I had the purple lady mask from House. I had a hockey mask that I would, if I was just feeling lazy. But my costumes really didn't get cool until high school where I started to teach myself uh, special effects makeup via Tom Savini stuff. So I was doing like Dick Smith, Tom Savini makeup. And that was also like the only time of the year I could guarantee that I'd be the coolest guy at school was Halloween. So I'd have like the best costume possible sometimes. Other times they were like completely confusing to people. But um, I did just like wounds on my face. I did the gelatin half burn face uh, one year where I shaved. I did like a skater cut, shaved half my head. It did a really nice burn. It looked cool. Um, one year I went as a creepy clown that was I had some sort of one shot vertigo DC comic where there's a serial killer clown, but everybody thought I was killer, not killer clowns, um, insane clown posse. Oh, no, which, which really pissed me off because I hated the insane clown posse at the time. Um, I thought they were ripping off Guar and I was like this little snooty douchebag. So I was like, no, they're not. They're not cool. Like I fought it tooth and nail. Um, but I had a burlap sack full of rubber body parts and this clown makeup. Um, and then the last year I found a guy who would make me a, uh, I thought it was foam latex, but it was just like regular mask rubber, but, uh, a costume for darkness from legend. So I had this huge Satan get up with huge horns that I did the best I could. I didn't realize when I got it, that I'd have to put it on myself. Um, and I wouldn't be able to get like the makeup on the back of my head. Mm. So I had these really cool giant devil horns, this black druid robe. Um, but then I also forgot when I got it that I'd have to wear glasses because I can't see without glasses. So I was Tim Curry as Satan with poor vision. Kind of from wish. So, yeah, but despite that. Everybody else in high school was like, I'm a hippie. I'm a giant baby. <clears throat> I have a hockey mask. And I was the only kid that would ever put any effort into the costume. So I always felt super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, what about you? Would you? Well, as far as like the high school thing goes, I already mentioned it uh, once before is the uh, the Grim Reaper costume that I had. Yep. Um, it was full full body, you know, black cloak had the like the long fringe on it that I had like a cloak over top of that, like our cape over top of that, that I had cobwebs and like, it was all tattered and dusty looking. Um, I had, now these are terrible by today's standards because you can actually buy uh, props for this, but I had made gloves with really long fingers. And uh, basically it was just, it was cardboard in the fingers, like in inside the gloves that I had had uh, I have pipe cleaners on them. So when I would bend my fingers, they would kind of bend with it. They looked chintzy, but it, it worked. Yeah. Um, and then I had a, an actual wooden scythe. So it was like this huge wooden scythe that stood over top of me. <laughs> what was that? Ringtone. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I was like, is, is Timmy joining us? <laughs> Timmy's taking a break. So he stays funny. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I had this huge wooden scythe with tattered cloth hanging off of it. And then I had the, uh, like I said, the black screen mesh mask. And over top of that, I had this really gnarled like skull mask. Um, and I, 
I loved this costume. I wore it all the time. I made minor tweaks and changes like adding glow sticks around the eyes on the inside of the mask. So my eyes and mouth were glowing. Um, I tweaked it over the years. But yeah, that was my my high school, you know, freak everybody out, full blown costume. Um, As a kid, I had some crazy fun costumes. And it's funny because my mom, like I said, she wasn't huge into horror, but she loved Halloween. And she loved making costumes for us. And me and my brother got some ridiculous movie costumes over the years. I was Freddy one year. I think I actually talked about this when we talked about the Freddy glove, how she made, like, handmade a glove for me. Oh, my God, that thing was so cool. Um, I was Jason one year. You know, she did the, she got the skull cap. And, like, we we did the makeup all over me that put the mask over it. A lot of fun with that. Beetlejuice, she made my, my homemade Beetlejuice costume. Um, Gambit from the X-Men in like fifth grade or no, that's awesome. Yeah, that was super awesome. And she even made me like the head sock that he wears. (laughs) Um, but my favorite one that, that I, I don't know how I convinced her to make it because I was in Catholic school. So you gotta, you gotta keep that in mind. I went to Catholic school and, um, I made up this character that I was just calling the butcher. And it was this plastic mask. It was when the hologram eyes was a thing yeah. uh, in, in masks. But it was a plastic metal mask. Almost imagine like Dr. Doom with jagged teeth. Mm-hmm. So it was that kind of mask, but it had the hologram eyes. I had a black hoodie and I asked her to make me fake body parts and a bloody apron. <laughs> so I had a bloody apron on over the black hoodie. And then I had a backpack with like fake arms and legs hanging out of it. And I had a plastic meat cleaver with blood all over it. Inside the backpack, I had one of those, like, um, you know, the old-timey, like, battery-operated recorder-slash-tape players. Oh, yeah. I had one of those with a spooky sounds tape. So as I was walking around, there were screams and chains and moans coming from my backpack. And I walked into my fifth-grade class wearing that. And was immediately told no. Oh, that's amazing. You beat me to the punch because, I mean, I was going to ask you, like, how cool are they in Catholic school? Not that cool. Oh, no, no. And my, my fifth grade teacher was like, absolutely not. Take it off. And I'm like, but, but. And so, yeah, I couldn't wear my Halloween costume at school. Um, but I, I had fun going trick-or-treating. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. But uh, another like, one, this is. Oh, good. What, what do they expect you to wear for Halloween? Like, oh, I'm a baseball player. Like, very, well, like boring costumes or uh surprisingly they weren't that restrictive because i was freddy krueger in was it third grade and i was jason Voorhees in second grade and i mean i had you know bloody costume with like implements of destruction and they didn't care i think the body parts and the screaming sound effects was just a bridge too far Uh. um (laughs) but and especially because like (laughs) this is messed up oh i still remember her name i won't say the full name but this this girl mary who was in my my class up until i left sacred heart um she's very small mousy girl very sweet girl she was dressed up like grapes she had the the purple balloons (laughs) (laughs) and i walked in the room behind her and she just started to cry (laughs) <laughs> like and it wasn't a loud cry it was just that she turned and looked at me and it was a 
<laughs> Which is probably what prompted my teacher to go, no, absolutely not. Oh, that makes it even better because you made grapes wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best dad joke. <laughs> but oh. I, I will say, like, you know, for for a Catholic school, like there were a lot of, uh, of freaky kids there. I remember the one year and this isn't my costume, but my sister's costume that my mom made for. Her, and I thought it was awesome. It was Little Red Riding Hood. So she had the red cloak and, and all that. And she was dressed up like Little Red Riding Hood. But my mom made this really cool stuffed werewolf head. And it was all bloody and nasty. And in the picnic basket, she had a severed werewolf head and a big fake plastic bloody butcher knife. And nice. she to school like that. So it was like, we had some fun Halloween costumes. That's really cool. All right, Josh, uh, you know about Jiminy Glick? And, 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 and you, know, you, you know, you know, you know, you know, the thing is, I, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even get a chance to, to properly give the Glick. Because you gotta, you gotta give that Glick hard. Because, you know, I, I spent, I spent a long time studying how to do it, you know. And it's it's all about the highs and the lows. You've got to get the lows in there. Needless to say, I was very theatrical about my costumes. That was perfect. I um, so I'll 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 start as a kid and go up to the turning point because uh, I think everyone will appreciate the turning point. Although the kid costumes are pretty amazing. Um, I had. Uh, there was one year that I was Megavolt. Ooh, cool. Oh, my mom, cool. My mom made this, like, insane, insane, like, huge, like, sewn felt snout for me. So, like, you couldn't even tell it was, you couldn't even tell it was a kid underneath. Like, it was almost Disney mascot level. That's cool. Uh, and then, you know, a pair of, like, safety goggles, and my dad, like, fashioned the uh, the big plug for the chest out of wood. Uh, it, it was, I'm positive that that Megavolt face is still in my mom's basement somewhere, because I know she wouldn't get rid of it. But that was definitely one of the standouts. Uh, another year, she, uh, again, made me a huge, insane, gigantic foam head for Marvin the Martian. Oh, that's awesome. And I sort of peeked out over his, like, big fate painted on eyes. So, like, it was just, like, the black ball face. And I was peeking out from, like, between the helmet and the face. And other than that, you know, it was basically, like, a red sweatsuit and a little, little weird green Martian skirt that uh, took a surprising, I, I still remember, it took a surprising amount of work to get that skirt to flare out properly in the Marvin way. Because it kept wanting to fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember how we did it, but we eventually did it and like got it to sort of stand out away from me. And then I, I went around and I was accusing people of stealing my Ludium Pew 36 explosive space modulator. It made me very <laughs> angry. <laughs> very angry indeed. <sighs> what are you going to do? I'm going to blow up the earth. 
Um, there now. This is this is a deep cut that we can all laugh at me for. Uh, there was one particular year that, for some reason, um, well, I mean, there's there's no reason as to why, but I really, really wanted to be a Velociraptor for for Halloween. You want okay. to be a Velociraptor every day, Josh. And you know, huge <laughs> credit to my mom for working and working and working and working. And really, really trying to figure out how to make me a Velociraptor costume. Uh, like, she had, like, mock-up, like, foam heads. That was like, well, what about this? What about, can you see out of this? Is it comfortable? Um, and then finally, maybe, like, a week and a half before Halloween, she was like, I, I can't do this. You've got to pick something else. <laughs> and in my childhood weird brain... Uh, I was very excited about a movie that had just come out called Suburban Commando. <laughs> starring one, one Hulk Hogan. So in a week and a half, my mom built me his alien armor, like his big, like weird armor suit that he showed up at at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, yeah, in like a week's time, she made it out of like old egg cartons and felt and spray paint. Yeah. Uh, and the thing was freaking amazing. Like it, it really. Mom knocked it out of the park. And yeah. then the year that things really changed was the year that my sister started playing with, uh, albeit store bought foam latex appliances, but foam latex appliances. And she was like, you want to you, you wanna be something scary for Halloween this year? I was like, yeah. She was like, okay. I'm going to make you into the friend from an American werewolf in London. Oh. And I had oh. no idea. Like, at, at the time, I was like, well, let's watch that movie. And we did. And holy crap, she, she, she took a big chunk out of my neck. And that is a costume that I have done myself a few times since. Uh, and it's always a lot of fun. But yeah, she she had two huge foam latex appliances, one for my neck to be ripped out and one for the two big slashes down my face. Uh, That's awesome. We tore up an old Luport Lancers jacket. Mm -hmm. So it looked like I'd been like slaughtered in like one of the school's old jackets. And I went to school like that, of course. Of course, you have to. And um yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And, I did, uh, you know, like I not nearly as good as yours, but I did make up appliances and went to school for Halloween. And I distinctly remember the teachers being like, you're not getting out of gym class. And having, like, <laughs> run around outside. And the thing about, like, the fake blood, the minute it gets warm, it just starts to drip everywhere. And I just remembered, like, blood everywhere. And all the teachers finding it hilarious. And it was like, <laughs> you guys should have just told me to stand, like, hold a clipboard and stand on the sidelines. But, yeah. But once I got a little bit older, that's that's when the, the costumes, like, really, really went a little bit away from costumes and almost went to the cosplay territory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because then I was doing things like, like, I'd get my mom's help to do, to make the actual cloak to be the emperor and then i did in-depth facial appliances to be the emperor um there was one year i did a 
it was sort of sort of movie Skeletor, but with filmation colors. That's awesome. Uh, but my dad built me a very, very filmation looking Havoc staff that we decked out in like gold and bronze. So it could be very, uh, you, you know, it, again, a cross between the movie and and the cartoon. Um, but of course, you know, the whole time I was meh. So, um, Josh. And then as I got older, I got really, really crazy with it and started doing things like the Cenobite Chatterer or the, uh, in the same Clive Barker been one of the Tortured Souls figures. Um, I, I can't remember the name of the one that I was, though. Uh, Vanilla um, Atomica. Or no, no, not Vanilla Atomica. Um, you yeah, showed was, me the picture. Uh, yeah, Vanilla uh, uh, Atomica was the one with the, like, skull cap. Yeah, wasn't it Ignostes? Uh, yes. The one with the stretched yes, face? Yep, because I wanted to do the Scythe Meister, but I decided it was a little too in-depth, so I went with Agnostes. I just remember you showing me a picture and being, I was obsessed. I was like, this is so cool! I did that, and um, one of my very frequent repeat costumes is the Joker. Mm -hmm. Because I have the suit. Uh, And I can have a lot of fun with it. (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that that's a lot of fun and i can scare children with it there was a and and all three of those last costumes i did like i terrified people with uh specifically when i was chatterer uh i was living in new york city and i was walking down the street and i see coming towards me this parent with their their two kids and the one kid looks up and is just sort of transfixed, and the other kid looks up and immediately starts crying, <laughs> like bawling, pauses for a moment, looks back up at me, starts crying even harder. And then the sibling chastises her for it. He's like, it's just going to make you cry while you look at it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's amazing. The... um. The year I was Agnostes, there was there was a, a again living in New York City a brilliant moment where I I had been joking the whole time I was like there's nobody that's gonna recognize this people are probably just gonna think it's cool and I'm fine with that but like if anyone asks who I is I'm I'm just gonna tell them like I'm Gilbert Gottfried I did the voice of the parrot in Aladdin and just confuse them for my own amusement <laughs> so I like I went out with this mindset I get off the train. And this, like, uh, like six foot five, built like a truck guy, dressed like a football star, comes running over to me, points at me, is just like, "Holy shit, you want to clap Barker's tortured souls?" That's awesome. And I'm, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And he, well, he's like, "We gotta get a picture." <laughs> so he's like standing like he's gonna throw a fucking touchdown to Agnostes. <laughs> like somewhere a picture exists of this guy like looking like he's he's playing football with one of the tortured souls that's amazing i love that line and per mcfarland they broke all I of them sadly gave mine away i wish i didn't but i i still have all of mine i think all all of my series one figures are mostly intact. 
uh, anything that's that's broken is just like a tiny thing. Yeah, they had a lot of like scalpels and blades coming off of them. Yeah. All that stuff is snapped. Uh, but series two, man, series two, like I think all but two of the figures have basically just fallen apart over time. Yep. And the only two that haven't fallen apart over time are the. Uh, now, now I take that back. There's only one that has not fallen apart over time, and that's um, Camille Noir, the one with the big splayed-out wings. Good. Good for you. <laughs> My Actually, a lot of this is from moving a lot of mine. You know, put it in the box, take it out of the box, it's going to break. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. I'm nostalgic for wearing a Halloween costume, and I have no reason to wear one. But uh, maybe I'll go this Halloween when I take my daughter trick-or-treating. I will go as an out-of-shape father. Yeah. Yeah. With a t-shirt that doesn't fit. Yeah. Or a sandworm from Dune. Yeah. Go as Dr. Mindbender. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. I could totally pull that off. I just need some, some, like, some suspenders and a cape. Exactly. And a monocle. <laughs> and I'll just shave. I'll just have the mustache. That'd be perfect. Dr. Mindbender now. You know, like, he hasn't worked out in a while. He's let himself go. <laughs> but, he, <laughs> but he's still shirtless with suspenders. Yeah, yeah, because he's Dr. Mindbender. He has to. He's got those nipples Cobra, need some air. Cobra laid him off because, you know, they're no longer going for mad science. They're going for, you know, actual technology. Yeah. Mindbender. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, COVID was hard on everyone, including Cobra. Don't yep. you want to wear the machine? <laughs> okay guys um are you ready for some more spooky stories from Indeed. us crazy people at count creepy head oh yeah all right josh you gave us scary can you give us funny uh i will give you i will totally give you a funny and this actually I saved this one because this ties right back into the Halloween costumes. This this is one uh, that happened in my adult life, but is one that will stick with me forever. Uh, it was uh, it was one of the first years I went really really in depth as the Arkhamverse Joker. Okay. Um, like. Chin appliance, nose appliance. Uh, I had the full suit. And I was just, uh, I had some time to kill before I was supposed to, like, go down to the parade and meet up with people. So I was just sort of wandering around uh, the, not really the upper west side of New York. It was but a kind of bougie area of New York. And I was just having fun and interacting with other trick-or-treaters and, like, kind of showing off the costume, getting my picture taken. And then this kid dressed as Batman runs up to me with his father in tow dressed as Robin. I assume father and son, but, you know, that's that's a story for a different times. Uh, no, are you sure it's a so kid, not just, like, a tiny adult? Definitely a kid. Okay. Definitely a kid, because he, like, he walks up, and uh, he starts out with just, like, 
he does like a sort of Batman fight pose. And I do a fight pose kind of in the back and let out a little giggle. And like we do that a couple of times and his dad's taking pictures and he's looking over at me like giving sort of a nod and a thumbs up. And finally, I say something to the effect of like, would you like to have your picture taken punching me in the face? And the kid leans in and he's like, I know you're not the real Joker. You know how I know? How? Because that's just a costume. This is Halloween. And I give a little giggle and I sort of look at the dad for approval and the dad just gives me a nod. And I'm like, well, I know you're not the real Batman. Do you know how I know? No. Because I have the real Batman and Robin tied up with a gun pointed at them by Harley. <laughs> and you just see the lip quiver. <laughs> and then you hear the sniffle. And it's like, but, uh, but, uh, uh. And he turns and he buries his face in his dad's cape. <laughs> and his dad's just like got this beaming grin on his face. And he's like, that was great, man. Halloween. <laughs> Well, his child is just like crying into his cape, <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, uh, you, you, you're welcome. <laughs> and I sort of like turned and ran and did the almost did like a ridiculous cartoon Joker run. It was just like, see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's uh, good. But man, that that like. That kid went from like so assured to just like you could see the breakdown happening, <laughs> and, they, and and here I am just like oh god oh god I took it too far and meanwhile the dad's just like that's great fucking traumatized my child. <laughs> well, see, as, as a dad, he's probably used to scaring the hell out of his kid, as we've discussed. Yeah, right, exactly, and he's probably just like do it again. Let me get it on camera. You're gonna put Batman in this place. Of course. Uh, Josh, you're going to have to send us some pictures of these passages. I know know I've got... I will dig around. But yeah, that's that's my fun story. Because, oh boy. I think I might actually have a picture of you as the Joker still somewhere on my phone. Because I remember you sent them to me one, one year when we were talking about it. And I don't think I ever deleted them. I think they're probably buried in my in my camera log. So. Yeah, I really want to see that. It sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing some digging now. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my funny one. So I'll I'll dig for pictures and cool. Oh yeah, and then, um, there, then there was the 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 one year that I I absolutely uh, I was in a in a cranky mood. Uh, Rick and Morty had just come out and I went as Rick Sanchez like that first year that it hit the hit the screens uh, and I was absolutely drunk the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like I that those were actual drunk burps coming out of me that entire time. <laughs> Mike. So can you give us a scary story with lots of pauses? Um, I don't. Okay, I all of my scary stories are either 
oh, that was a fun scare, haha, or something happened to me at work that isn't Halloween related that was terrifying. <laughs> like, funny, haha, go for it. Okay. Um, that was my long pauses. I can't do it like Josh. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Um, okay, so like I had said before, my family enjoyed terrorizing me as a child. Um, this also extended to terrorizing my friends if I had a sleepover. Um, which became more and more rare <laughs> as the years went on because of this. Well, one year, uh, my, my family or my, my parents always went bowling every Saturday night. So my brother or my sister would be watching me. And, um, one year in particular it was around Halloween. So we had all the Halloween decorations out my parents went bowling. My friend Jeff was sleeping over and my sister was, uh, I want to say she was out on a date or out with her friends. She was gone for most of the nights. So my brother was in charge and my brother is kind of a lunatic when it comes to enjoying to scare people. Um, well, Jeff was one of those sheltered children that only really watched horror at my house. Okay. So we're sitting there watching TV. We're watching horror movies. I want to say that we were watching Child's Play. Um, it wasn't something super scary, but, you know, to him, it was terrifying. And the way my living room was set up is, uh, okay, so there's like, there's two couches kind of in the shape of an L, but there was a, like, walking path between them. And the one uh, facing the television, its back was to our stairway that led upstairs. So my brother's like, oh, I'm going to go play. I want to say it was Commodore 64 that he was playing at the time, but I'm going to go upstairs and play video games. So we we're like, all right, whatever. He goes upstairs. Now, at some point, he snuck back downstairs when we weren't paying attention and snuck past us. Oh. I don't know how the hell he did this because I didn't hear him. And, and I was tuned into his bullcrap. So. When he was trying to scare us, I was usually paying attention. But to this time, I still don't know how he did it. He went down to the basement and cut the power. Ooh. <laughs> so suddenly the lights went off. The TV went off. Jeff starts screaming. We're like, what the hell? I'm yelling for my brother. I'm like, Dave, where are you? Well, we can't find him, right? So looking around the house. Next thing I know, this thing comes running out of the basement at us. The only door that I could get to in time that had a lock was the bathroom. So we both <laughs> run into the bathroom and barricade ourselves in. He's pounding on the other side of the door, snarling and clawing at it, making all sorts of sounds. Jeff is in tears. I'm in that place of kind of like, this is scary, but I'm sure it's Davey. Like, I'm 100% sure it's my brother. So I'm trying to calm Jeff down. I open the door a little bit and look out. He's still there. Close the door again. You know, wait about five, ten minutes. Open the door. He's still there. So he was he was committed to terrorizing <laughs> us. So we're like, we wait in there. I'm like, I'm not opening the door. And I'm yelling out there. I'm not opening the door. We're not coming out. We're just staying in here till the power comes back. So we're waiting, waiting, waiting. We finally open the door. He's not there. And I'm like, okay, let's 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 go see what's going on. We walk out, and as soon as we pass the threshold from the kitchen into the living room, he comes tearing ass out of the kitchen. I don't know where the hell he was hiding in there. But again, all dark, just 
thing comes running at us. So we go running upstairs. I'm still convinced it's my brother. Until I trip over something in the hallway upstairs. I look down and there's just enough light coming through the window upstairs to see a body wearing my brother's clothes. Oh, God. I now panic. I'm freaking the fuck out thinking, holy shit, he's dead. So we run in my bedroom. And my bedroom doesn't have a lock. So we're moving my bed in front of it, the dre- screaming. And again, he's right outside the door, pounding and snarling, freaking out. Jeff's crying. He's he's I want my mom. Like he's freaking out because we were like I want to say like nine and ten around that age. Um, I'm in in abject terror at this point. I don't know what to do. The power comes back on, so we're like, oh oh, oh crap. Okay, the, the power's on. So I'm thinking I got I gotta find out if that's really my brother. I move the bed. I open the door, and there is this short cloaked thing sitting in front of my door speaking in gibberish like it's just going and i'm like what the hell and it starts coming into the room and again it's way shorter than my brother and i can see beyond it the body laying in the hallway wearing the clothes my brother was wearing i back up into the bedroom terrified again jeff is just a blithering mess crying Then the cloaked thing jumps up and throws its cloak back. It's my brother wearing his underwear, holding a fake knife, going, I effing got (laughs) you. And I'm just sitting there on the floor like, what the hell, man? Like, I wasn't even at that point. I wasn't scared. I wasn't laughing. I was just angry. That's amazing. Man, the level of planning. Oh my god, he took the time to take one of our our dummies for the hollow like that we put out for Halloween. He dressed it up in his clothing and like kind of rolled it over, like put a wig on it, rolled it over so its face was away from everything, so you'd have to really pull it back to look at it. You know, put fake blood on his own clothes so it looked like he died, like something got him. Needless to say, that was the last time Jeff slept over. Um <laughs> I can see why. Yeah, but and it's funny because like when he comes to town to visit, like my brother comes to town, um, he likes to tell scary stories. Like me and him will will reminisce about these stories. And his two sons, who they're older now, one's 18, one's 16. So they've grown up hearing us tell these stories of terrorizing one another. And they just stare at us like, the hell's wrong with you guys? Because we're just cackling away. And, like, his kids look horrified. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. Oh, I did find, I found a handful of pictures. So, so get ready for uh, some, some photos here. Woohoo. So we'll, we'll start out. This is the, uh, the Palpatine uh, appliances after I had removed them and they sort of stayed together as a mask. Uh, All handmade, by the way. But, um, oh wow! This well was done. the the Joker. Oh, that's nice. Not a great quality image, but uh, it was at the end of the night when I was like, uh, I don't think I have many pictures. <laughs> Damn. Um, a little bit of fun practice that I had done at the time, uh, practicing zombies and taking off parts of my face. Yep. Nice. 
the year I did makeup inspired by Gus Fring, which I'm particularly proud of to this day. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, and then the the crowning crowning jewel, but only because, like, how often? Yes, Vincent, it is the crowning jewel. <laughs> Agnostes. Oh, that's so damn cool. <laughs> damn. Well that played, was, Josh. And that was an actual uh, cast of my face stretched on hooks above my head. Well done, sir. That is Thank so fun. Thank you, sir. I, 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 if, you, if y'all can imagine pictures... I don't uh, know just, what I like the know, most. Gus is really nice. I, I like the zombie trying to eat pizza. Yeah, so yeah, the Dr. Tongue with the pizza is also very cool. Oh, man, there there is a true story behind that in that um, I... I apparently there was some sort of miscommunication as to when to order the pizza. So it showed up like instead of before I was going to start that makeup test, it showed up halfway through. Uh, so, so that picture shows my genuine disappointment in not being able to take a bite of that pizza at that moment. <laughs> it's still hilarious. It really is. That's so cool. I will share one or two of these on the uh, episode visual guide just so people can get an idea of how talented Josh is if they don't know. Um, yeah, you yeah. got it, dude. It's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Don't it, be humble. It's awesome. And right. These are all from forever ago, too. I will share my spooky story in one second. I just want to make sure that my daughter's not going to kick the door open. Okay, we're good. Um, my quick, maybe not so quick, spooky story. Uh, this happened about 10 years ago when I moved into my house. Uh, when we bought our house, the people selling the house were retiring, and they were going to have, after they sold the house, you could have like a state sale to sell everything you're not taking with you to Florida. Basically, it's something that happens a lot up here. And we found out about it when we were buying the house. And we said, hey, you know, like, you've got some nice furniture in the basement. You've got some, like, stuff for the house that we're going to buy anyways. Yard stuff, a lawnmower, things like that. Could we buy them from you? Would you give us a deal? And they didn't want to be bothered with the estate sale. So they said, yeah, sure. How about another, like, 200 bucks? You can buy, like, this recliner, the lawnmower, the rakes, the tools, things that, you know, you're going to need anyways. You'll save us the trouble of the estate sale. Easy peasy. Um, so with the house came this really old John Deere riding lawnmower that our property is about a, an acre and a half that when we bought the house in my crazy brain, I thought I could use a push mower to do it. Um, but really, everybody was like, you got to do a riding lawnmower. It takes way too long with a push mower. And in, in the summertime, it's nuts. Um but the only problem was is this riding lawnmower is going to need a lot of maintenance. It's old, and my house is on a hill. So going up and down hills with this old riding lawnmower is a lot of stress on the belts. And this John Deere, any kind of John Deere lawnmower is built with the idea that you're going to have to take it to an authorized John Deere dealer to get it tuned up and fixed as a way to trick you into spending more money. Um, but the guy we bought the house from was like, hey, 
here's the number of this guy that I use. He's an old timer and all he does is fix lawnmowers. That's his, his thing. So when it's time you need to get something fixed, take the lawnmower to him. You don't have to take it to a John Deere repair shop and pay through the nose. This is just what he does. Uh, so it took about a year. The belt broke on the lawnmower. And basically when that happens, there's no power to the lawnmower and it just rolls down the hill and it's useless. Um, I took my, I had a, an SUV. I got a trailer, got the lawnmower onto it. And this guy lived where we live. We're outside of the Finger Lakes region of the New York state. And if you can picture this, if you've never been to New York state, everybody listens has, but there's like a cat scratch of lakes that goes through the center of New York and they're beautiful. And there's lots of these small mom and pop towns in all of the Finger Lakes. So they're like, uh, if you ever watch like Gilmore Girls or whatever, like any kind of sitcom or these sitcom towns, basically where there's no McDonald's, there's no Walmart. It's just these little self-contained towns. And this guy lived in one of them on Cayuga Lake uh, named Willow Point. This guy, uh, they told me he was a little eccentric. I thought he was a little weird. Uh, I didn't know until I got there. So I, I took the trailer. The idea was I was going to drop my lawnmower off, come home and pick it up the next day. Um, I called him on the phone. He said, you know, you, there's a, you can stay in an inn in town. Everybody usually just comes down, enjoys the sights, eats the food. It takes me about a day. I'll fix your lawnmower up. You're good to go. That's what I did. I went down there. I didn't know that this guy has no legs. So I meet him. Yeah. He gets around strictly on his lawnmower. It's his wheelchair. Um, his name is Dick. He's a nom vet. Lost his legs in Vietnam. Uh, but he's so proud that he doesn't want to use a lawnmower. He needs like the most manly mode of transportation that's available, which is this riding lawnmower. And this piece of property he lives on is on the water on Cuga Lake. And it's just, as far as I can see, and in my mind, like four or five football fields worth of space of just lawnmowers, riding lawnmowers, pushing lawnmowers, everything that he that people have given to him or he somehow got off the side of the road. He's using it for parts. This is a giant field of lawnmowers. And in the center is this farmhouse that he fixes lawnmowers at. And he'll, this guy's amazing. He would do everything. He would soup up your lawnmower. He would strip the paint, repaint it. It'd be as good as new for like a quarter of the price. If you take your riding lawnmower to a dealership or a, like a Sears repair shop, you're going to pay hundreds of dollars to get a new belt. This guy would do it for like a hundred bucks and some beer. Um, totally cool dude. Went to him for a few years. I show up again. Uh, so this is 10, seven years in or no. Seven years ago, I show up to get like a tune up on my, on my riding lawnmower and he's gone. Everything that was there is gone. I think I'm crazy. There's a golf course that's in its in its spot. Um, and I thought, like, I must have taken a wrong turn or something, because how the hell can you make this giant property disappear and turn it into, like, a putting green? Um, and there had been a lot of talk that these guys wanted to buy golf courses out there, or land to build golf courses because it looks beautiful. And there's a lot of wineries. And there's a lot of money in this part of New York State. I take my truck, I drive into town, I go to the local diner, because that's the place where I know to go to ask, like, I'd been there before, like, what's going on? Where's Dick's place? And they said he's dead. Dick died. 
and they turned the leg. Somebody bought the land at public auction and turned it into a golf course. So I just assumed that I could, you know, just drive in, drop my lawnmower off. I didn't call ahead. Um, and then they told me, like, I was like, well, what happened? I just assumed because he's an old guy, like he had a heart attack. And they said they found him dead with the machine that he used to strip the paint off the lawnmowers. It was like a chemical bath that he would put the shell of the lawnmower in. It would strip the paint off and he could repaint it. You ever watch, like, uh, those YouTube videos of people like, yeah. I remove the rust from the thing and I restore this toy car or whatever. Yep. Uh, it's crazy chemicals, like acids and things like that. And this, there's an accident. All of this stuff got dumped onto him while he was on his lawnmower. He never left. I never seen him get off his riding lawnmower to get around. Um, they found him dead and melted to his lawnmower. Oh, God. Yeah. That's horrifying. So I don't know. Like, I didn't remember enough looking around, like, how the hell this could happen. But chemical spill, dick dies, melted to the lawnmower. Um, something I also didn't mention is that there's this golf course, but there's nobody there. It's just empty. This big empty golf course. I'm thinking that it just hasn't opened yet for whatever reason. Cause I mean, it, it had only been a year. Um, I'm there. I decided to, you know, make the best of it, spend a night, come back home while I'm there. Nobody comes out at night, which is something also like there's a nice nightlife at this town. There's a lot of like good places to eat. Nice people. Um, Nobody's coming out at night anymore. I go back to the diner, which is like my favorite place to eat. They had a lot of stuff. They put maple syrup on everything. It was great. Um, I keep asking around, and then the waitress starts telling me, like, nobody goes outside at night anymore. I ask them what's going on with the golf course. They said they tried to open the golf course. It didn't happen. So whoever bought the land, built the golf course, all the people involved, they kept finding them dead because of horrible accidents. And they thought it was like some sort of an animal that was ripping the people apart. They'd find like somebody dead with their leg chewed up, uh, a limb missing. And they said three people died that were involved with this golf course. And it got so bad that they decided to just uh, abandon ship and not touch this golf course. But then she said that like whatever happened to people, at the golf course it happened to a few people in town where they'd find people in their lawns cut up. So they'd be dead, but they'd be missing toes or missing a finger. And like weird stuff with something biting and attacking people. And the rumor around town was that it was Dick doing it. So I'm like, all right, this is some crazy ghost story BS. What are you talking about? And she told me that they couldn't get him off the lawnmower because of the chemicals that were on him. Mm. So they just buried him whole with the lawnmower on the property, dozed over it because they didn't know what to do with all the metal and built the golf course on top of it. Oh God. That's what I'm like. I hear this and I'm like, ah, and they said, Dick was so crazy about lawnmowers and lawn care that he was obsessed with his lawn and everybody else's lawn in town. So he wasn't fixing lawnmowers. He was just driving around town mowing people's lawns. And he had this yard tape, uh, not um, measuring tape, I'm sorry, like a metal measuring tape that you could pop out and pull it back in. Mm-hmm. And he always wanted everybody's lawn at three inches. 
which is like the the standard height for a riding lawnmower. And if it was over, he would ride your ass until you mowed your lawn or he would take care of it for you. And people started making up these crazy rumors that if your grass got too long, Dick could come and get you. Yeah. And people had all kinds of like crazy stories that they're out at night and they saw a lawnmower, but nobody pushing it or nobody riding it. Just this ghost lawnmower, random lawnmowers all over town, mowing people's grass, doing crazy stuff. Um, so like I heard enough that I was like, so there's a crazy Scooby-Doo ghost killing people if their grass gets too long. And she's like, yes. <laughs> Uh, I got the hell out after that. Like the next morning, like I went back to the hotel room. As soon as the sun rose, I was out of there. Like I wanted nothing to do with it. Uh, the crazy thing about all of this story is I had taken my lawnmower down, get the oil changed and get new belts because that's something that broke constantly. I got home. I decided that like, I either have to fix this myself or I had to take it to a professional I open it up, look inside the inside of the lawnmower. There's new belts, and I have new oil. I never touched it. I don't know how to do that stuff. I'm not mechanically inclined that way. Like, my car breaks down, I take it to a mechanic. I, I'm not one of those guys that can get under the hood and change it himself. So, I don't know what happened. I didn't see anything. Somebody fixed my lawnmower, and apparently there's a guy with no legs that's dead, belted to his lawnmower, buried under a golf course. Willow Point, New York, on Cayuga Lake. <laughs> this sounds terrifying. like some sort of insane horror movie. Yeah. Scared it, the crap out of me. And I, I didn't fix the lawnmower after that. So, yeah. That's crazy. Well, guys. That's, yeah, that's a whole heap of no thank you. Yeah. Or just, you know, don't buy a piece of property. That's got, you know, an acre and a half. Right. Of, you know, ugh, don't do it. OK, um, let's talk about something that I have wanted to talk about for a long time. And I feel like this is the episode to talk about it in. Movie Maniacs Series One. Have we talked about it yet? Uh, I think just the time that you voted for Jason. So yeah. just briefly. Yeah. Um, Josh sent more Joker pictures. Oh, no. I, those are the ones that he had sent oh. me that I had. Oh, those. Yeah. Those are from when I did it uh, more recently. Uh, when. Yeah. When when Regal was basically like, you can't you can't go hardcore Joker. And I was like. <laughs> uh, was this after the guy dressed up as the Joker and shot people in a Regal? Well, I mean, this was like years after this this was this was the first year they allowed us to do costumes <laughs> i can get why your manager would be like eh, maybe it could be spider-man well no it, it wasn't that it was that they um they didn't allow any facial appliances and they wouldn't allow a uh, thick white face paint they would only allow me to pale my face Okay. Like it wasn't my choice of character. It was it they like they had very specific guidelines on what we could and couldn't do. That's so it was it was very much a give and take with my manager that was like, 
well, what if I did it like this? And they were like, well, what if you did it like this? And I was like, well, what if I did like really, really like vampire level pale? Because it says you can be super pale vampires on this pamphlet. And they were like, yeah, okay. That's crazy that you had a pamphlet. <laughs> oh, oh, what you can in, and can't do. It was insane. Like they gave like photo uh, photo examples of costumes that you couldn't couldn't do, which made absolutely no sense. Oh, whatever. Regal. Okay, Movie Maniacs Series One. There probably wouldn't be a Count Creepy Head podcast without Movie Maniacs. The story behind Movie Maniacs is this. Todd McFarland jumped on early to the Freddy vs. Jason movie that was supposed to happen at New Line in 1998. The movie got canceled. Todd got left with sculpts of Freddy and Jason and wasn't sure what to do next. Um, He decided that he could kind of round the lineup with figures from the upcoming movie Species 2 and Leatherface, which at the time was an easy-to-get license for him. And this line is kind of legendary for starting horror movie merchandising outside of the Universal Monsters. Um, There was stuff kind of in the 80s, but it wasn't anything to this level, where there was high-end, 7-inch scale, nice collectibles of your favorite horror movie characters. I remember specifically that Toy Fair magazine kind of broke the story that these were coming out. And then literally a few weeks later, I found them and lost my damn mind because I was so excited. Um, Same thing for you guys. Oh, yeah. I I actually found out in a different way. Um, It was at Warped Tour. And uh, they had a uh, it was weird. McFarlane had like a weird little booth. Where it was, they weren't selling anything. It was just they had comic books for free, and they had a bunch of like toy pamphlets. Like here's up, like a like, like a mini toy catalog was like here's what we're doing. Um, and yeah, in that toy catalog they had Movie Maniacs, and I freaked the hell out. I was like, wait, what? And then I saw it in Toy Fair soon after that. Um, but yeah, I I saw them at Media Play when I was working there, and just bought all of them. Like I was, we put the case out on the floor and I'm like, and I will take one of each of these and I will buy them. I picked up Freddie, Jason and Leatherface. It took me years to go back around to get Eve and Patrick. I just uh, grabbed them all. I had, I wasn't sure if species two was going to be good <laughs> because I thought species one was kind of crappy. Well, you so I was wrong. like, these are Geiger designs. I like that, but eh. so yeah. Um, so notoriously, this line has many, many variants of the figures. I will start with the obvious one of Eve. So there is regular Eve and R-rated Eve, which is Eve with nipples, Eve without nipples. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, People can argue, like, what's the easier, harder version to find? A mass retail store like Toys R Us had the PG version of Eve, no nipples. But this is at a time that action figures were everywhere. Media Play, EB Games at the time, and Spencer's Gifts. You wanted Eve with nipples, they would be there. 
Having said that, it still wasn't uncommon to find Eve with nipples anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was basically like, look and see what you find. Um, the only character in this assortment that had no variance was Patrick. Yeah. Uh, who hung around forever, but now he's one of the more sought-after characters. Now, when you get to Freddy, Jason, the Leatherface, they came in three distinct varieties. People think there's two. There's actually three. So they came dry. Freddy, which is a generic Freddy with this hat and puppet Freddy. Mm-hmm. Jason as a weird amalgam of a bunch of different Jasons, but he looks mostly like a cross between Jason Goes to Hell and Jason Takes Manhattan. And Leatherface, who comes with a chainsaw hammer and a bucket with some body parts. Those versions then also came out in bloody versions. So if you picture all these characters, but splashed with blood, it's a little weird on Freddy because you really can't see it. But Jason and in particular Leatherface, it really stands out. Now those versions, there was also extra bloody, which had blood on the bubbles of the characters with stickers for the movie on those bubbles uh, those are the hardest to find of all the versions of these characters. And on top of that, there's a Freddy versus Jason in the McFarlane uh, Sea Monkey Dome that he would put some of his like higher end collectibles in. I forgot about those domes. Yeah. They're the old fish tank. Pretty cool for what they are. Um, I don't know anybody that uses them anymore, but I bought a few figures that came in there. Um Jason's kind of the standout as the best one, but you can make an argument for any of them, honestly, except for Freddy's a little iffy. He didn't really kind of come around until the next version. But, um, but man, the, of, the, the sculpts on all of them are gorgeous. They yeah. are. Uh, there was also kind of as a supplement to this line, an 18 inch figure of Leatherface, which is an entirely different sculpt and even now holds up as a work of art. Um, well, and and the 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 Freddy, uh, the second version of Freddy, that was the eighteen inch. They just scaled it down because yes. I have both. And the, uh, yeah, I got the Leatherface and Freddy at the same time. Yeah, both look amazing, and they both have motion activated sound. Mm-hmm. Um, that Freddy's a clip from the movie where he'll just keep jabbers to you, and Leatherface is chainsaws and screams. Um. I got a funny story about the leather, about the Freddy one, but go ahead. I have a funny story about Leatherface and that mine broke in half years after the fact. I probably told this before. I emailed McFarlane and said, hey, what's the best glue to fix this with? That's all I want to know. And they sent me a whole new Leatherface. Oh, wow. That's like, amazing. Just opened, but in a box. So like, here you go. And I was just like, holy crap. Because I had it on a shelf. It fell, broke in half at the waist. So I figured I can glue it but I wanted to use the right glue because it was like some resin and it wasn't really sticking well. Um, but I got a new one. So thank you, McFarlane. Damn. That's insane. What's your Freddy story, Mike? Uh, well, my wife is kind of uh, terrified of Freddy. Um, it, it's funny. Cause like, she's not really scared of much. She has very particular uh, horror fears. She doesn't like Freddy Krueger. Um, anything with Victorian horror so, like, the jackal in the 13 Ghosts terrifies her. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> weird, like, cannibalistic rednecks, but particularly mutant rednecks. So, the wrong turn ones. Those freak her out. <laughs> okay. Um, 
And I always do like the the weird giggle and the sound that the one redneck would make, and it freaks her out. But um, but yeah. So when we were we first moved in together in 2003. So this was after uh, you know these figures had been out for a while, and I had that Freddy in my room forever. Um, so when we got our apartment, she was like, "You're not putting that out. Like, no. Like, you can put Leatherface. That's fine. I don't care. But no, not Freddy." So I'm like, oh, come on. So he was in, you know, in his box in the closet. Well, one year I or one day I decided uh, I'm going to mess with her. And I put it in the hallway with the motion activator on <laughs> right outside the bedroom door. So when she would get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, the 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 vo- the line that Freddie would say is the hey, no running in the hallway. Like it was that long. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So. She walked out. It said that she shrieked bloody murder. And I'm just sitting in the other room giggling like a madman. <laughs> oh, oh. She's, she's still pissed at me about that. You are so lucky she didn't punt kick your Freddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, especially since she doesn't really have a flight mechanism. She only really has a fight mechanism. So she just screamed and looked at it. <laughs> kill it with fire yeah I, uh, I actually have some funny haunted house stories with her because like i said she she doesn't know she she doesn't run she's not like me where we've told before i'm like greased lightning if i get scared yeah. i i'll i'll drag whoever's holding on to me <laughs> with her she wants to throw down <laughs> i have always wanted to go back and get these on card and I had them at one point, and I got rid of them. And I probably shouldn't have. But they're carded, and they're the ones I've seen now, the carding is, like, changing color. Yeah. And the bubbles are coming off. So, like, if you didn't take care of them from the start, probably not going to, you know, end well for you. I'm kind of curious. I don't know if I want NECA to stop making horror stuff, but I'd like to see what McFarlane could do again if he came back to Movie Maniacs. Um. The thing I like so much about this line and so much about McFarlane in general is it always feels like an artist's interpretation. It's never like NECA goes for authenticity. They're they're trying to give you as as much of a screen accurate portrayal of a character as possible. And I appreciate that for what it is. It's it's awesome. I love the fact that I have all the different ultimate Jasons and they look like their movie counterpart. But with McFarlane and this line in particular, you knew what the characters were, but it was almost like an artist just like, this is my version of this character. I'm not trying to make it a one to one. I'm trying to make it so you know who this character is. It's easily recognizable, but this is a a distinct version of this character. And I really like that about this line. Now, as the line got on, they tried to get more and more screen accurate. But this first wave and some of the second wave in particular had their own flair to each of the characters. And I really like that about it. Yep. Uh, I forgot to mention that they all came with weird posters. Poster like marquees, a big, heavy plastic marquee with a poster glued into it. I loved those. Um, Really cool. I still have a bin full of them. Uh, Also, other variants were the poster that came with your toy sometimes was different depending on what version you had uh most notoriously with scream 
Mm. Uh, some of them was a generic ghost face. Some of them were just the screen poster. It depends on which one you found. Because McFarlane reasons for yep. whatever that's worth. Um, another thing to note, we've mentioned it in other episodes. You could take Jason's mask off. And mm-hmm. he had a weird howling face underneath that. Cool. Because Jason is always up for interpretation as to like what he's going to look like unmasked. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool. And you know what I mentioned? Like maybe McFarland could go back to it. I would buy an updated version of their version of Jason from them. Oh, same. Absolutely. I think that would be super cool. Um, I don't know if there's enough meat on the bone for Freddy. Um, and yeah, I think Leatherface they could do something fun with, but you know, also just something uh, worth noting. Uh, this is the other thing I was going to say about McFarlane is their pricing is always fair. I, I've yeah. I've never felt ripped off by McFarlane as far as their pricing goes. Because like back in the day when these came out, they were ten bucks. Yep. And like that was alongside when when uh, Marvel Legends and stuff was just coming out, and they were like seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine, depending on where you went. So it was a comparable price for like a quote unquote collector figure. And they've they've continued that through like even now, like you have these seven inch figures that are 20 bucks when, you know, Hasbro and, and you know, others are selling, you know, 22 to 25 for a figure. McFarlane is is always consistently stayed reasonable with his pricing. You know, and he never seems to skimp on like, you know, paint apps or well, articulation is questionable, but now articulation is good. Um, but he never seems to skimp on paint apps or pack ins. No. What McFarlane skimps on is the quality of the plastic. This is true. This is true. Um, so you have it in hand. It's great. Five years from now, it may not be. So, I'm currently looking at my uh 18 inch ash figure uh standing on my on my shelf behind me and he's still holding up my 18 inches have been fine it's been my smaller stuff my only movie maniacs that are still solid or haven't been replaced are brundlefly um the things and trying to think what else all of my things have been repaired yeah, I've had to Blair. I've had to buy twice. Um, and Norris, because Norris's spider legs have broken off. But um, I I will argue that the best thing they did was Brundle. Uh, looks great. Doesn't move anything. You know, he has no articulation, but spot on. Um, but yeah. So that is our very, very quick love letter to movie maniacs series one we will get to series two and series three for sure and then they kind of go off the rails but um i found the first series of kb and i am having fond memories of it right now i rode my bike (laughs) in october to the mall to go to kb to get movie maniacs and it was great all right guys it really was a great line it was one last yeah. movie commercial, then we are going to do Hall of Fame. You ready? And do. <clears throat> From the mind of Charlie Band comes the next chapter in terror. Tiny monsters like you've never seen them before. Coming to Channel 17 this Christmas. Prepare yourself to get stinky.
Santa's got a present for you from his ass. Full moon rings in the holidays with Yule Logs. Santa's evil turret monsters are punishing everyone that's on his naughty list. And if you thought you were nice, you were wrong. Dead wrong. Yule Log, this Christmas, rated R for potty humor. Funny, because Charlie Van only Oh, my God. If you could make Wheaties and kill yeah. it long, Santa Turd Monsters would not be far behind him. It's, as soon as you uh, said, you said from his ass, and then you said full moon, and I was like, I gotta pause. <laughs> so there... There, there is actually a, a song that has worked its way into my my regular Christmas repertoire of songs uh, from Professor Elemental's rival, Mister B, the Gentleman Rhymer, uh, called "Oh Santa." Okay. Which uh, explains that he the the song is about how he thought it would be nice to leave a bottle of sherry for Santa instead of milk and cookies. Okay. Uh, but Santa drank the whole bottle and his house and stuck a carrot up his ass instead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one of, one of the, the repeating chorus lines is he finished my supply of 45 wine and then he popped a carrot where the sun doesn't shine. Oh, Santa don't darken my chimney again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to catch him one of these years. I always fall asleep. Santa, you son of a bitch. I think oh. that might have to be the Christmas special, waiting up for uh, waiting up for Santa. <laughs> Eight hours of us staying up late <laughs> by our chimneys. I, I'm I'm actually off this Christmas Eve for once, so I could. <laughs> oh my god. I know, right? I, I finally have a coworker who's like, you know what? I'll I'll cover Christmas Eve and Christmas night for you if uh, you cover New Year's Eve and New Year's night for me. I'm like, I'm sold. (laughs) No problem. Congratulations. Yeah, I'd go for that. Yeah. I haven't had Christmas Eve off in years. Time for the Hall of Fame, guys. So Landshark was actually losing for quite a while. And then out of nowhere, it got like five votes. So our winner in a pretty big margin is the land shark. Congratulations, Josh. Oh yeah. People love that land shark. <laughs> I, I would, if it was like an actual car at a convention, you know, like people have the Batmobile or yep. like the uh, maximum overdrive green goblins making the rounds. Now the land shark should be out there. Just saying. Okay. Oh yeah. I would, I would get a picture taken in the land shark. Hell yeah. Uh, so, Josh, per the rules, because you were the winner, you get to pick first. Are you ready? I think I am. I think I am. Go for I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to go for uh, someone that that may not be a popular pick and will probably lose, but he was a childhood favorite of mine. I'm going to go with Eco Warriors Cesspool. Ooh. Great figure. 
he was he was one of my go to villains because of that like nasty weird scar on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he could also because he had the helmet. And his face was distorted. He could also be any of my other villains after a terrible accident. Continuing the awesome tradition of eye trauma and Cobra villains. Yes. Yep. He was so cool. I love that line. Yeah, me too. I was mad when I was collecting the 25th anniversary lines that he was one of the collector club exclusives. Oh, dude, me too. I was like. Checked. They were getting kind of like you could tell the line was winding down and they went to like all the other characters that you wanted went to the collector's club and it was like, I cannot afford these. I'm not doing it. Yep. Um, but yeah, cesspool. Great choice, Josh. Mike. Uh, I will let you close. OK. I am going to pick. Damn. Because we were just talking about it. I am going to go with the Movie Maniacs 18-inch Leatherface. Oh, oh, nice. That's that's a great figure. It is my second favorite 18-inch figure. Uh, my first being the NECA Chatterer, because his teeth actually click. I think that's awesome. Man, I thought you I were going to say this. I really thought you were going to say the Dune Sandworm. <laughs> oh, it's, call back. It was 18 inches. Hold on, guys. We have a, a visit from my cat. Hello. What's up, kitty? You're going to come give me a hug in a second. I'm going to be done in like two minutes. Okay. All right. Love you, sweetie. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. The Bills game is about to start. And when that happens, my daughter doesn't have access to the TV. And she wants me to come out and let her watch my TV. Ah. The Bills. So she can get ready to go to bed. Um. All right, Mike. You're uh, well, closing it up. I am also going to go with a uh, movie maniacs pick, um, but particularly the Jaws set. Oh, now this was one of those sets I absolutely loved, mainly because with the little quint, you could you know pull them in half and put them in Jaws' mouth, <laughs> like. That was really cool. Uh, the little barrels and everything. Like, the ship had so much detail. You know, it was oh, such a great place. Should, should I change mine to Movie Maniacs? Should we go all Movie Maniacs? I think we should do all Movie Maniacs. Yeah, I mean, we could. Um, um, the only bad thing I will say about the Jaws playset is, uh, you mentioned this before, Mike, about the plastic. It yep. got very gummy over time and became a very huge dust magnet. Another problem with that set is that's one of the most expensive Movie Maniacs things to get now. Yeah, I believe that it. was one I skipped because I was like, I just couldn't. I wanted like a full Jaws shark. Mm-hmm. I get it now. You can't, it doesn't make sense. You can't do that. He's got to be like a set coming out of the water. But when it first came out, I was like, nah. And I regret that totally because I could have had the Orca Quint. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, I absolutely it, it's unfortunately in storage right now because, like I said, it became a giant dust magnet. So I cleaned it off and put it in storage once they get gummy there's nothing you can do yeah can just Josh, look at you... look it down and be like smile you son of a bitch that's right <laughs> did you pick one? Oh yeah I I, yeah, I I don't think you even need to uh guess what mine is is it Blair or is it Norris it, no it's Blair yeah you know the funny thing is I almost picked Norris over Jaws but I'm like you know what 
I think Jaws was probably like that that crown jewel to my collection for a long time. So I'm I'm, I'm going to give it to that. You know, the only reason I'm I'm not going for the Norris set over Blair is because as much as I love it, uh, mm-hmm. it it literally broke like the second I got it out of the package. So yeah. Uh, as much as I love that spider head, all of its legs have been re-glued, and it started from the moment the package was opened. I got very lucky with mine, because mine never broke. Like, mine is still intact. That's um, insane. Don't look at it wrong. Yeah, no, my, I haven't even touched it. I've left it in storage. My second one that I bought hasn't been moved, and it's okay. But the first one, because the legs were folded and taped into the bubble... As you're pulling it out of the bubble, you're putting too much stress on the flat, like the fragile plastic, and it would just break. Yep. It was the worst. See, um, I, I've been kind of nuts with opening packages for a long time. I just bust out the exacto knife and kind of slice them out. I should have. I was too excited the first time. But, uh, yeah, then I glued it, and then I found another one somewhere, and it was, like, a good price. I think it was, like, 30 bucks, and I was like, I need a new one. Um, Having said that, I hope... No, I mean, yeah, NECA needs to do it again. Hopefully better. Yeah. Uh, plug time, guys. Josh, what kind of gaggery things are going on at Pikmin's Laboratory? All sorts of gaggery things. So there, there is the... Uh, uh, I'm probably going to be releasing the first drop of the Giger mini bust on Halloween. Because I feel like that is appropriately Halloween-y. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that would... Plus, it would just be a fun Halloween drop. Um, By the time... When is this airing? Thursday. Okay, so yeah, by the time this is airing, uh, you're going to want to head over to Pikmin's Vinyls and pre-order the RJ McCready mini bust, which is finally being released via pre-order. And there are a couple of, uh, I, I, I don't want to tip my hat too much, but there's, there's going to be some exclusive Pikmin's merchandise, uh, released through channels that are not Pikmin's. Hmm. Uh, I wonder what that could be. It, it well, could be, it could be an artist that I'm a very, very big fan of. You know what? Just listen to the episodes for hints <laughs> and ciphers. It's but, kind uh, of Zodiac Killer level stuff, but you might be able to figure it out. But it's coming. It's, it's very coming. exciting. It's coming all over you. Your Josh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike, it's all over me. It's coming all over me. <laughs> any uh, haunting news from Boogeyman's Closet by any chance? Why, yes. Uh, actually, as of recording this, uh, as soon as we're done, I will be posting... Episode 115, uh, which is the house on Haunted Hill. Um, But then uh, we will be closing out the month of Haunted Movies with uh, Hell House LLC, which will be 116. And as of right now, our votes for Zombie Month, which is November, uh, are up on the social media. So if you want to cast your vote, uh, get in there and cast it. It'll be up until uh, the weekend, like the weekend after this comes out. So you'll have until about Sunday night. Um, yeah, so far it's kind of, uh, leaning very heavily on Shaun of the Dead and Return of the Living Dead, but the rest have been kind of all over the place. So it's, it's exciting to see what people are picking. 
And unfortunately, Dawn of the Dead isn't streaming anywhere. But when yeah. it is, maybe well, Boogeyman's Closet will come around. We're we're just gonna do a special. Um, yeah. I, I the way I try to do the episodes are the main four for the month. I try to make sure they're available, even if it means renting it, but available to stream online somewhere. Um, and specials is kind of anything goes. It could be uh, a local film. It could be something that's been out of print forever, uh, what have you. And I know all three of us own it. Um, so we'll just do a Dawn of the Dead special. It deserves its own special anyway. It's an amazing film. So we'll get there. Oh, Vincent wants to guest on it, too. Yeah, yeah, he, he agrees. But uh, and there there will be something fun for Halloween. So, you know, tune in. Uh, it's a Halloweener. I'm excited. <laughs> I hope there's a shark's in it. <laughs> All right, guys. Halloween shark. Thank you. Bruce Myers. For, that's right. Thank yep. you for listening to episode 19 of Count Creepy Heads Saturday Morning Monster Mash. We will be taking the last week of the month off and giving you a very awesome Halloween special where at the end of the Halloween special, you're going to know the last prize for the month so tune in find out it's going to kick lots of butt and uh we all appreciate you guys for listening so it's going to be full of all sorts of fantastic jibblies that's right so this is mike telling you that it's not a sandworm just a reminder don't eat trouser candy that's right i'm gonna keep pumping my vac man (laughs) (laughs) guys thanks for listening we will see you soon (laughs) Bye. bye followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count. Not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count, Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!